the one one. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode one hundred and fifty is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. We're here at one one HQ for this milestone edition of your West Australian Racing Podcast, alongside Terry Layton, the Perth Racing Guru, and Pistol Pete Antonitz. Gents, one fifty. 150. 150. <laughs> How are you, Pistol? I'm good. You know, like I'm, I've probably been better. I've probably been less grey and tired and emotionally drained than I have been. But, um, Jesus you Christ. Know, other than that, like I'm pretty, pretty chippo as you can tell. Are you going to have a haircut before Saturday? Absolutely not. No, nah, I'd be disappointed if yeah, you did yeah, as well. That, that's, that's for the week. I like that. It's, it's really? a good way. It's a good like, point of reference. So, where should I meet you at the track? Pistol's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for it to go all grey and then I can Is just really like- I can't see any grey. No, there, there's a fair bit going on. Oh, but once I, I like been... look like an actual wizard, I'll get it all cut off and just go- <laughs> Gandalf. Like, yeah, it's, it's silver Dumble, fox territory. Dumble, Dumble Anthony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Theory, man. Uh, BJ, you're definitely looking grey by the way. <laughs> Deary me. Tell you what, I was feeling grey after um, after Sunday's racing at Albany. No. What happened? Is it, too early? <laughs> Is it too early? How long did that take? About a minute and 10 seconds? Uh, yeah, the over unders players are uh, the unders are uh, up and about. Well, the unders players, yeah. Should, yeah, you should have been loading unders <laughs> yeah. if you were if you were any type of punter. Yeah, you love a talk as hang a on, Terry. Hang, on, wait. hang on, Terry. What happened yeah. at Albany on Sunday? <laughs> Um, yeah, nothing. Just a good day's racing in the southwest. That's really cool. got your nose out of joint. Um, yeah, whips yeah. are cracking and didn't yeah. quite, you know, yeah. get the not, involved. The, in not, the not so great southern. Anyone, <laughs> did any of you guys? You're probably in the right generation. Ever play that game on? I'm not sure what platform it was on. It's called Road Rash. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you're driving along on your motorbikes, and the idea is, as you, is it a race? I think you're racing yeah. the bikes. You're meant to whip them and, and knock them off. Kick, kick them. Yeah, yeah. kick them, kick whip them. them. Yeah. Um, any any aspect of um, yeah, any way you can you can hit them is is part of the game and get yeah. them off. So that's basically um, I think what they're trying to promote in, in racing well, at the moment. Christoph Simeon on that boat as well, so <laughs> yeah. you know, he's on the bandwagon. Certainly is. Yeah. Mm, anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, just a little a uh, little bit. Uh, obviously, threw out a little tweet during the week. Um, well, on Sunday straight after the race, actually, when there was a protest uh, back in blue was leading. Love a chat. Strolled up to it. Was going to go straight past it. Back in blue, laid out a little bit um, into Lover Chat's path, and then Kira whips Lover Chat over the nose with, um, well, as it was going to go past and mm-hmm. win the race. Uh, quite a few of us were on. We we're having a chat, and I said, "Don't even worry." Went back, watched the cricket, watching the uh, Pakistan England. Well, protest final. was lodged. Protest was lodged, and um, there was just no worries. Like, well, that has, that has to be like. There's no real concerns. This has to be upheld, and uh, obviously, it came back dismissed. And you go, okay, that's a bit. That's a bit uh, interesting. And, and the main reason it was dismissed is they can't be sure it was definitely going to win the race, according to their <laughs> report, which, as you can hear BJ laughing, is, is it's, it's wildly comical. Um, on a serious note, I reckon you have to look at how we're getting to that point, who's making these decisions, because that's not they're not capable of doing their job correctly. And I don't know. If, I, if that was, I, if that was I, the I think sub- we need better education or we need people that have the – you've got to have the guts to uphold that. I would love to – I'd love to get one on the show and have a chat to them about how they had that discussion in the um, in the stewards' room because I could only imagine they had the discussion with their eyes closed um, and they watched a different race and they only have one button in there and it's dismissed. They don't, actually don't have an upheld button. So that's the worst decision I've seen. That's left me flat as a tack. Um, after the day, clearly I had a big go, and that's not going to help. If I didn't back it, I'd still be upset, but I wouldn't give as much of a shit. That's blatantly obvious, so don't tell me that. <laughs> mm. um, but I'm I'm all okay with 
jockeys are going to make errors in races. We're going to be on cold race pads. We're going to – there's lots of way to lose horse races, BJ. There's well, a million. Well, uh, Rockman Way left the machine without a yeah, jockey. Exactly. Yes, you got so your money, you money back <laughs> yeah, for that one. Um, yeah. But we shouldn't be losing races when it goes to the third umpire, uh, and it's a clear run-out decision. Mm. It's, yeah, the third umpire, when you've got time to sit down, analyse it properly. Um that's not how we should be losing races. So just a horrific decision. And I can't see the same stewards sitting at the next Albany meeting if they're serious about the product they want to um, promote and operate and well, they need, down there, they to need be honest. To, they need to review their performances they as won't, well. Though. They won't. They won't. It's just uh, bad luck. A, just, it's basically a- just open up your, your butt and let's shove this as far up as we can. <laughs> That's how I felt on Sunday. So, And it's still I still have to go to the doctors to get the rest of it removed. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Railway Stakes Day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Railway Stakes Day, episode one fifty, and the guru has just gone. Terry's tantrum straight up. Early, yeah, get I it do, out. I, the do, way. I do love a chat, BJ. Get, get, it, get, it, <laughs> get it out the way. And I tell you what, most of the week I've been back in blue pants. <laughs> oh dear. Hey Pete, uh, yeah. how many Railway Stakes have you been on with us? Um, last, few, last couple, at least. Yeah, sure. my memory doesn't work that well, BJ. That's why yeah. I'm not allowed on Mastermind anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it would have been. I'm pretty sure the last three. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's good to be back as always. You know, yeah, number one fifty. Yes, yes. Thanks for um, thanks for joining us as always, Pete. You're a much loved member of the One One family. Welcome back to Perth. Now you've been in Melbourne for the uh, Spring Carnival over there. You're back in town now. Uh, how's life? Many winners? Uh, there could be more winners, I think, as as always. It's been a little bit of a frustrating year. There's been a lot of trading punches and some wins, some losses, um, certainly compared with last year. Last year was far more consistent in terms of winning, so it's been a bit frustrating from that point of view. Um, I guess the upside is if I you know, keep going poorly, well, I'll have a job at the bomb because surely I can't do any worse than those those guys. So, um, honestly, I mean, you Can were we there. just whacking people the whole way through no, no, the show? Whacking oh. day. The, the, the overall, that story coming out about the Bureau wanting to change the way that they were publicly received, it's that like, wild, first of all, well, why do you question how the public accepts you and then basically gives you a nickname? And then secondly, like, you've got no reason to be demanding any greater level of respect of it. That night at Mooney Valley for Manicato Stakes, where they were apparently advising the Mooney Valley Racing Club that there's going to be clear air as we're sitting there with our phones just going, oh, no, there's still lightning about 15 minutes away. And then obviously Cool and Gatter almost, well, could have done anything where she got up into the race course and lightning hit the turf. It was just a complete debacle. So, um, oh, it was good for me. I jumped into the Uber early on. And yeah, sorry. Out of there. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, look, you know. <laughs> That's the upside. If I'm not going to be serving stuff behind a bar, if uh, if the punt goes horribly, I can always get a job with the Bureau. <laughs> Speaking of the Bureau, got a bit of rain just falling before. We've got yeah. more rain tomorrow. Uh, then it finds up on uh, on Saturday. So there's a few little gremlins in the track last week, and this is going to be the rain's going to add an extra bit of uh, another variable towards uh, our big day, Railway Stakes Day on Saturday. Um, Pinnacles, Pete, day yep. one last last week. You're on course. Um, what's what was the build up like? Do you think? I think it's pretty good. It's got legs for sure. I yeah. actually really like the way they've restructured these five weeks and made it like a dis- discerned effort to actually allow horses to progress through a couple of different races, you know, multiple chances of getting a big payday. Yeah. And I think that will only continue to, to improve. I'm still not totally sold on the timing of the quacker. I think that needs a bit more thinking. Um, just in terms of how it's related to the TJ and then what the lead-up races are for our horses and so forth. I think yeah. that still needs a little bit of work. But, 
yeah, can't fault uh, the work that obviously Rawa's done in the lead up to this carnival. I think this is probably what's clearly the most exciting in terms of the the winter bottom. I think that's one of the the great additions of the race coming up next week. Mm-hmm. So really looking forward to seeing which one of the eastern states horses, uh, well, which one of them, which multiple of them will come across. But it looks like there's going to be a pretty red hot addition. Yeah, you know, I reckon, what, what, I, reckon what, I won't be able to do a winter bottom preview next week because I won't have a clue yeah. about any eastern horses, and that's half the field. One one thing I noticed last week was. They've got a half million dollar placid art, which I, I, I imagine the powers are thinking there's a chance to get East Coast representation in time. Yep. But the plane didn't leave till Monday. So there were no yeah. chance to get here. So is the placid art in the right spot if, if they're looking to grow that race and make it a, a real feature? Um, doesn't need to go back a week or two. Maybe it should be the same day as the winner bottom and then the placid art winner can go into the gold rush, that sort of stuff. But I think I think maybe that's something if if we're really trying to like make this a an attractive proposition where stables can bring over a three-year-old, a mare, a sprinter, a stable, whatever, then, it, you know, these races need to be on at least after the plane lands yeah. anyway. Yeah, so. it needs to be wedged a bit rather than in five weeks of the Pinnacles make it a four-week and have a plus cycle another day. Potentially. I just think if- What if, do you if, think if, about if, the champion fillies being a week earlier as well? So I, we Because it's I think it's a I think shame I, I, we don't I, have laced-up heels and we don't have Admiration Express in the guineas. I feel like the guineas should be everyone going there getting their chance. But understandably, well, I haven't spoke to LK, so, but I so can the, imagine they the, don't want to back the up. Issue, the issue there is the Belgravia. They start yeah, at the Belgravia yeah, to, and then they pair off from there. What do you make the- there's two options. Champion Phillies midweek, the, and you give them ten days. The two options is there's you you create a create a create a race beforehand. But my, I always think maybe the Phillies, Champion Phillies, and the Guineas need to be on the same day. Like there, lots of people have been um, talking about nah. that, that how hard it is to get the Phillies. How much to go do we through. lose if we don't have Amelia's Jewel versus Bustler on on Saturday? We've got to have them all. But you, you can't have it. You can't have it two weeks because the the issue that a lot of trainers have at the moment is the Phillies program is too bunched together. Mm-hmm. I think it's like you know there's a ten day turnaround, eleven day turnaround, then there's the seven days for the guineas. So it's very tight. So if you want to have a perfect pure racing program, you'd have the guineas and the champion Phillies on the same day. Then the winners and the place getters then can progress to the northerly in two yeah, weeks time. So, right? But I know what you're saying, right? Because you get the blend yeah. of the Phillies and the Colts. The joy of breeding, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. got to get that sweet black type. Exactly, filly or mare. That's the reason why it's structured the way it is now because they get a crack at the Belgravia, yeah. the Burgess Queen, the champion Phillies. And the WA Guineas. So the breeders get, yep. with their fillies, get four. Three bites of the cherry. Yeah, exactly. They get yeah, that right. more licks of the ice cream. So it's designed a certain way on purpose. However, it takes a very special filly to be yeah. able to compete well yeah. in, in every one of the races. But from a racing point of view, I think the most the thing that makes sense the most to me is Guineas and champion fillies on the same day. But um, anyway, um, there's plenty of tweaks that can happen. I think there's a lot of work to be done on the quokka, which we'll get to in time, Pete, but I'm, yep. I'm in the same um, camp as you but we've got to be happy with the way things are trending we've got a good good plane across with some good talent the gold rush is going to be a belter we've got cascadian one of the best horses in the country really he's coming off a mighty fourth in the um what was what's that race called the champions Champions. stakes yeah stakes that was the one yeah um, that wasn't him the old mckinnon um he's gonna he's heading to the northerly and we've got a horse on the way up which they've got a very big opinion of valana who's going to go winter bottom and then the gold rush as well so bit to look forward to yeah the railway is almost the probably the least exciting um of the of the four it's just traditionally it's probably going to be the it's the handicap and it just pops in the neck as well just given the timing of uh, you know the the 
the bludgeoning of the the East Coast carnivals just slowly yeah. impacting the on the, the WA races. And you have to make the decision as an East Coast horse to sit out before you get stuck into all those and not come over here as an afterthought, don't you? You have to make the decision. Okay, maybe Which, we are just to run below there. Yeah. But also I go into and I really target a railway. <laughs> you know, there's potentially a thinnish crop. Yeah, but the it's almost it's almost a race for your group two, group three horses on the way up. Like Ironclad. Yeah. Tremendous, like railway type horse. Yep. Even though he's not a he's not a name, but he's the sort of horse that can target a railway. If he happens to win the railway, then you can maybe have a think about the northerly in two weeks' time. Yep. But for me, I mean, there has been a lot of talk about the strength of the railway this year. But when I look through the field, I don't think there's much missing. We've got our reigning, we've got our Derby winner, we've got our WA Guineas winner, we've got. Um, uh, you know, Mayor on the way up, Carly's Karma and second in the Lestia. Um, the Eurythmic State winner, Resort Man, is there. Um, Belmont Sprint winner in God Has Chosen, Hyperion winner, Captain Chaos, Northern Cup winner, Marachino. All the horses in, in the race uh, have, have, like, they've won something, mm. right? So who's missing? Probably. So, the, I think the big thing missing is the Pinjara Cup winner. I think that's what a lot of people <laughs> get upset of there, probably. <laughs> The little, the little one. The little one, yeah. The yeah. little mare, I think. I think Jadavi is probably the big thing missing from the race. I think Kev's still out the front of railway quarters just <laughs> <laughs> protesting why she's not in the field. Uh, wrote an impassioned email to Ian Shield, please start Jadavi. But what, what I'm saying I'm is- I'm taking the 300. <laughs> the railway has always been, for me, it's always been a horse a race for the horses on the way yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. So in time, this might play out to be a really strong railway, but uh, I think I think the, the, the wax at its copper are a little bit unfair for mine yep. but um anyway it, it all plays out in time as to as to what these horses go on to achieve over the next 12 to 24 months as to whether it was a good addition it's right. quite surreal that resort man's top weight for a railway though isn't it like just, yeah. just that on its own just that's yeah three months ago it had never won a listed race so yeah that's right now it's your top weight so it, it is quite surreal but you are right i think we occasionally give things wax and then we look back in two years time and go wow alaskan gods just won a um uh, well, I don't know, Cox played or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah that, that would, look at that railway. Oh, wasn't that a railway? I mean, I guess so, the, the I mean, horse- We just probably don't need to give it time. I'd probably need to harsh myself. And, and also the last last week's intrigue with uh, Search and Rocks winning its way into the field, uh, Buster Bash winning its way on the field. You, you called that last week, Harrow, win the Lucky Grey, quick back up, do the too close to sun type preparation. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, yeah, Tricks of the Trade, star, star three-year-old last season, I think he won four straight listed races comes into this race. So there is horses there. I think what's missing is that uh, Alaskan God may prove to be that. Um, that's how he's been marketed anyway, is the that sort of superstar Peter's horse yeah. on the way up. I mean, we like think he's going to go to Melbourne. Western, and, Empire. You know, Western yeah. Empire would have been great to see going around in this and try and defend the title. And obviously mm. Tuvalu was probably the one that Tuvalu would across. That would have been like a really- yep. He you almost know, went too well. In the, he almost went too well in the Champions Mile, didn't he? he for looked, us, and I yeah, guess pretty much perfect. Actually, that that horse it was um, it was a really good race. But uh, you know the way he fought back against Alligator Blood, like he he's got all star mile written on exactly. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they basically just thought, well, let's just ease off and let him target that multi million dollar stupid race. Yeah, you know, which mm. maybe won't get voted in. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Not for connections, obviously, but you know, irony. <laughs> All right, Don't so so the railways are. Uh, it's like rain. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the railway's covered. We've got a good guineas. We've got some support races that we need to get to. All so right, we've got a long, we've got a long, long edition of uh, episode 150, rather, of your West Australian Racing Podcast. We've got interviews with Chris Nickel. We've got interviews with Summer Dixon and uh, superstar owner of, <laughs> part owner of All the King's Men, Paul Huckle as well. So this, uh, this edition is jam-packed. So let's take a break and we'll get cracking on the preview for Railway Stakes Day 2022. Okay, gents, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Railway Stakes Day, BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, Pistol, Pete, Antonitz. We're teaming up to record episode 150 of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It's just after 12.30, Thursday, the 17th of November. We've got a Narragin at York today, Ascot and Esperance on Saturday, and a Bunbury at Belmont Park to round out the weekend this Sunday. Terry? Yeah, we do. And don't forget, BJ. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll get there. Throughout, throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City meets. Get out. Stakes competition. Delicious. And don't forget. Bit of a grudge match. Mm. Bit of a grudge Ex -house match. Ex-housemates. Ex-housemates. Mm. We've got uh, Tommy Wolf and not Nick Knight, Luke Knight. Lukey. Uh, going head-to-head -head in the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. Very good. What's happening? Tommy going for week three. Yes, he's going for three straight is Tommy Wolf. Uh, what's happening in the wonderful world of Betfair, betfair.com.au, Terry? Uh, bits and pieces. The previews are up online for the guineas and the railway. They're very long. I was just telling Pete before, I don't, you don't quite realise, well, I don't quite realise how much I write until I look back and go, geez, there's nine and a half pages for the two races. That's probably called overkill. So just skip down and see what I'm tipping and put a line through that one. That's probably the best way to go about it, I'd suggest. But uh, now I've done a few little shows with Pete and Gareth this week. It's been good fun and it's just railway week, some. I'm, to be honest, I'll be on Sunday. I'm going to absolutely park myself on that couch right there and um, and not move 24 hours. And I'm really content with that. Big, busy week, hasn't it? Yeah, been? you and Pistol well, giddy up with mm -hmm. Gareth. Are you yeah. are you joining in with Gareth on uh, race day on Saturday? Because I think he's got a uh, on, he's got an on course type yeah. live yeah, I think broadcast. Both, I think we're both pinch hitting yeah. um, throughout the day. I so think it's yeah. Gareth and Riley Morgan. Jeez, he's killing it, Riley, isn't he? He certainly yeah. is. Yeah, no, he, uh, he asked if we wanted to park that for the entirety, and I said, no, I've got too many beers and too much socialising to do on railway stakes day, so yeah, we'll just swing out. Swing our heads in there every now and then. Have yeah. a good listening, I reckon. What? <laughs> on yeah. the SEN app? I was going to say, I don't need a suit anymore because Soleil's not running, so I'll just be back and forth between the stables and the mounting yard all day and a pair of shorts and a pair of sneakers, so that'll do me. And your beautiful locks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that have no greys in them whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get cracking on Railway Stakes Day and to get us started, it is time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Gareth uh, tried to pin you two down on a uh, on a uh, outcome of the track from last Saturday. Ascot seemed to be fairly leaderish. Was very hard, very fast. Um, horses were were running sensational um, closing splits and couldn't lay a glove on the winners and the place getters. So interesting track served up at the six meters last Saturday. Bit of rain in the lead up. We're back to the true on Saturday, Terry. Well, <clears throat> yeah, we raced at the True a few weeks ago and it was horrible, wasn't it, Peter? Um, it was an Omni Shambles. Yeah, an Omni Shambles. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I reckon that's exactly what it was. Um, yeah, it was a shocker. Uh, I often say you usually get an overcorrection, but I'm just going to read out. 
I keep very simplistic notes on on the track pattern. This is the 11th to the 12th, 2021, when it was at the True for the fourth last time last season. I've got no winner settled in fence entire day, probably off. Uh, the next time, month later, rail badly off, better be wide. Next time it was at True. Uh, fairer day, unsure on fence, but fairer day. And next time at True, no obvious pattern, fence not great. Hard to make ground mostly, but not impossible. So this isn't a one-off. This, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the that's over a year ago, or that is a year ago, or eight months ago for some of those latter meetings, where the rail's been um, a bit of a query, and and we saw. Is, I think is, I think the big horse that day we saw with Brooklyn Pier looked really well suited, and I think even Steve pre or post race said, "Oh, we realised we were." Oh, he spoke to us yes, on the thing, yeah, and he yeah. said he realised how bad the inside was and was going to be difficult to win. So is true our premier pack. Because no, if three, it's three, not, three. why are we racing yeah. on the true? Maybe because we got five on days, our premier race day. five days this year. Maybe yeah, yeah. But I think it's a, I think it's problematic because they're going to have to be problematic. Otherwise, they go three six nine three six nine. That's a song, isn't it? Yeah. Damn, she's fine. <laughs> three six nine. Damn, she's. Fine. I think it's low, isn't it? So wow, to the window, <laughs> out the wall. <laughs> Uh, that'll be uh, Terry, that'll be Terry uh, after after the last Peter. Yes. So motherless pointer. What what are we what are we thinking? I found it wild to do form because you couldn't really do confident form with her horses drawn inside, or they're going to land on the fence because they might simply be cooked before a ball is bowled. Yes, yes, and I, I think if you have a, a firm opinion going into this meeting, you're really just guessing anyway. Mm. Um, you look at the, the, as you pointed out, the actual rail position over the last couple of years had been pretty consistent in terms of leading up into the railway and then where it was on railway day. And this is completely different this year. So, look, hopefully more rain than not falls over the next 24 hours. So, there's no irrigation on the day or morning of or anything else or, like that. Or pre-Friday pre, yeah. uh, birdie drain or anything That's like that. That's why it's hard to get a read on that true meeting. We've only had one so far this year and that was just a complete... Yeah, that like I said, it was an omni shambles. That it was, was the, that was the that, bomb. Yeah, the, to the that bomb. Well. Basically, every, all the rain went south of Pinjarra, and nothing hit the city. And as a result, the they had to do some emergency watering on the day. But as you said, the track's been playing pretty quick so mm. far this year. So that's saying ten to fifteen tomorrow. Yeah. So hopefully that all falls, and then it's nice and even irrigation because that's the best thing for a track as opposed well, to- Well, I think I think just to give an example, I know she's, she's a very fast horse and actually they all are in that Colonel Reeves last Sunday, but I think this will test you around 12 lengths yeah. faster than average for uh, Raw, yeah. for hers. And um, the Ash Maley winner- um, Megazone. Megazone. I think he, he smashed the clock as well. Yeah. And that was just your run of the mill ratings race. That so. was coming though. He was always, I've I was been saying for a while, Megazone's going to set a track record. <laughs> so, and I actually heard Scotty Embry say on, on radio during the week that he's had to make some adjustments to, um, yeah, the way that he regrades the, the track at Ascot at the moment. That's, I thought you were saying makes yeah. adjustments to his suit, like he's yeah. got tall or something. <laughs> <laughs> to his heels. Get <laughs> You know, Scotty. <laughs> so, yeah, it, but it's been playing oh, fast dear. ever since we got back. Yep. So, nothing's really changed. It's, it's just hard and fast at the moment. Yeah, so. It is hard and fast. Mm. I don't know. It would be nice if we actually accurately reflected that in terms of the track rating, though, because- It's not a good form, no. No, no. but no. it also means when you're going back through your, your historical data and you're bringing out PBs and so forth, you want to identify horses that go well on a fast two or firm two and a yeah. good three, and we're not getting that because everything's listed as good four. That's very um, awesome. You know, that's there's obviously reasons for that behind the scenes, but- you know, it doesn't help us as punters. Mm. And it wasn't probably even, then. For the wasn't even very, it wasn't even very hot last Sunday. No, 
it was actually <clears> quite a little bit chilly on course. And um, was it what was the winds doing? Was it there was, there was, was not, not not much on yeah. course to be honest. Yeah. So it'd be difficult for the data. I am not ab, not as big a data punter um, as a lot of people, but it would be difficult for the data punters too because that run would be rated. So this will test his run through the roof. But if it was recorded as a good three, obviously the rating would be far lower because you'd be right. expected to run better yeah. times. So yeah, it's yeah. actually giving you incorrect figures. I but guess, I, th- I think the smart operators will make the. Yeah, I think, yeah but I think about remembering that 12 months from now when you see that and you. you th- we're yeah. talking from like Vince Sicardi's IVRs, right? Yep. I think he, he brought her uh, down from yeah, 12 okay. lengths raw to like three, I think. Yeah, so okay. that's a, what, a nine length adjustment. So yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. I mean, Come she's, on. she's gone dynamite. Oh, yeah, it's Absolutely. like equal career PB, yeah. basically. And, Wild. Yeah. Um, she just couldn't handle my money. She just, <laughs> yeah. just could not handle my money. <laughs> Dearie me. But anyway, we have uh, we better get moving. Let's get into it. Race one on Railway Stakes Day. It's nice if you see a few numbers here in the, uh, in the two-year-old contest. It's the Magic Millions Crystal Slipper Stakes over the 1,100 metres. Race one, 12.05 p.m. 12 runners, only two have raced. They are I'm On and Good Vibes, which are in second and third behind star two-year-old Brave Halo uh, two weeks ago. But when doing the trial the trial replays here, there's a bit of form coming out of the trials, and I'm actually quite keen on the uh, the talent amongst the first starters in the Crystal Slipper Stakes, Pete. Yeah, I think obviously it's impossible to predict race shape, tempo, all that sort of thing, but how they settle and how easily some of these find the front will determine who's there in the finish. But I thought there was three standouts of the debutants in terms of their trials. One was Charlie Jane, one was Soaring Solo, and one was Home James. They were clearly the three that I wanted to be with. I'm, you know, Obviously, you're looking at the opening prices of a few of these, and some have had the trials over 400 only. Some have actually raced over a bit further, but Charlie Jane, I thought was the most impressive. It was a qu- pretty quick time in that two-horse trial, which I think can be a little bit visually deceptive, but he, if you can rely on that time and the fact that it was ridden conservatively, it still managed to go to line under a hold and completely gap its rival in that solid time. I think that horse has the ability to roll forward and give a lot of cheek here. Soaring Solo, I think they'll be ridden positively from the gate. It's shown good jumping ability in the 400-meter trials and basically was never asked to do a thing. And home James has just drawn a little bit awkward. Mm. But, geez, it was nice going through the line there at the most recent trial. So, they're the three I'm looking to pin my hopes on and I'll just be doing a lot of work from the yard, see how they handle the big day. It's very good stuff, Pete. Nice little rundown there for the uh, for the two-year-olds. I, I, there was one horse there that you didn't mention, Pete, or unless I must have missed it in your wrap-up, <coughs> Platinum Shot. I, I quite liked the the hold that Pikey had on her in her one and only barrier trial. Visually quite yep. nice. When when he asked her for a bit late, there was it was there from two. Just feels like she's going to get a map. Um, Five day wizard, backup. Wizard on board. Five day yeah, it's never never perfect. But I just thought it just looked like there's a bit of class there from a um, from a lovely family from the from a breeding point of view as well. But um, but yeah, I thought that was the other first starter that really caught my eye. But the one that I was most impressed with was Home James. Uh, the way that he attacked the line late in his barrier trial there back on where where are we Home James back on the seventh of uh, November um, just really lengthened. Um, very, you don't see two rods do that a lot. So um, I suppose the horse that kind of did that a little bit last last yep. year was She's a Belter, was a horse that got back in its trials and worked to the line. Um, Home James hit the line with a bit of quality there with a reasonable running transit. Um, 
He's going to be the horse hitting the line hardest late, I think. Yep. Guru? Um, <clears throat> very limited look through this, but the bottom the bottom two were the ones that stood out to me. I, I like the fact we're soaring solo pistol. That uh, the first trial I thought was so-so, and you expect that with your first ever jump out. Uh, the races, but then there was a month until the next one, so I suggest it was perhaps a little setback or whatever. The horse hasn't pulled up. She hasn't pulled up 100% from that, and the, the second trial is significantly better, so I'm only looking at that one. Jump well, draw them well. Um, yeah, the $8 or so, I think the thing looks reasonable. Um, well, I don't mind, and I'm, I'm, it's only $7, $8 at the moment. Listening to you lads talk, and I reckon I just hold fire and probably see something close to 20 to 1. I thought Ruby Glass was mm-hmm. one of the one of the only ones. It didn't run any type of time, but it went under um, it went to the line under a hold in both trials, which uh, yeah, which you don't cool. often. So that's a sort of just, that's a sort of a sign of confidence. They're trying to sort of um, I'm not necessarily hide it, but uh, I think she had a lot more to give. So look in a race where you can go many a different way. Um, I'll have something on the bottom too. I'll just point out of the race brigade, I'm on, managed to run the sixth fastest last 800 of the day there on debut. Yeah, right. I thought it's trials pretty good. It was a nice little hidden run, but there's just no price here. It's equal favorite at the moment. Mm. Um, obviously half bond the start, but geez, how good is Brave Halo gone? I can't remember a two year old who's come out and actually just smashed the clock as a two year old <laughs> first three starts in his career. That's pretty special. I think that that horse. And even, even Cash was just like, uh, he, he wrote it like, let's just say he wrote it like the best yeah, horse. Yeah. Um, and it bolted in. So I'm surprised. They, I thought they'd have another go into the Crystal Slipper, actually. Yeah. Uh, set weights. But um, they might have, um, they probably could have put you on after that Triple Cheeseburger and still, cool. still, still <laughs> would have won, I reckon, Pete. I've left some behind, as you can see. I reckon they could have left Geordie Turner on it just quietly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't know whether they needed to reach for the uh, the cash claim there. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, for me, home, James, Pete. Um, I'll be doing. Uh, Charlie and Charlie Jane and the other thing, Soaring Solo. Ruby Glass and Soaring Solo. Okay. Race two is a tab touch. Be better at life handicap. 2,200 <laughs> metres. We've, we've got... We've got the 16 plus two. Um, yeah, plenty of plenty of horses want to get a start in this in this uh, 66 plus. Um, the favourite, of course, is Cerise and White flavoured. Truly inspired. Coming out of a... Dominant class one victory, Pike, Durant, uh, Peters, truly inspired, full to truly great. Uh, feels like this is a horse on the way up, but the market has well and truly found it. The interesting runner, Pistol, you'll be able to help us out with this one, is Kulth, Tony and Calvin McAvoy, Baron Vorster, yep. over in the West, um, was very well supported into $5.50 in the Balakava Cup, two starts ago, and then uh, hit the line hard uh, in a um, benchmark 80 at Flemington. I think that was on the last day of the, the carnival as well. So Coolth brings some really strong form lines into a, a sort of ratings race here at Railway Stakes Day. Yeah, and wasn't really suited either of those two starts either. I, my yard note from that Champions Day was the horse that more to come. Yeah. Oh. So sitting on the, the mounting yard fence all day, that's all. I didn't move for five hours. So, um, yeah, cool. He had a bit more improvement to come. Sort of, sort of was a bit jammed up at last start. And he, knew, yeah. and, and he just sort of kept coming. Uh, was probably going to get beat length and a half, two lengths. It only got, got beat three quarters of length on the line. So it was just the, the effort suggested the 22 is going to be – he's ready for it. Yeah, and will appreciate a fast tempo, as will the favourite, though, truly inspired. Yeah. I think they're the two. There looks to be good speed. You know, Butterly, Loud, Aragain, Zadar, Rock, Never Sober. Oh, Butterly, even Zidvonia. Like might be going back after oh. speaking to Chrissy Nichols. It still has to be on speed, doesn't it? Somewhere there, forward to midfield at least. Anyway, so. there's bound to be a lead change or two here, and I think that really helps those horses. The only issue is they've drawn two and three respectively, mm. so it's not a race I'm looking to get involved with, um, you know, but – 
Yeah. If you want to bet in this race, go for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to knock anyone who wants to back Truly Inspired because it's clearly looking like uh, the best horse in this field. Uh, yeah. It yeah. feels like bad luck traffic is going yeah. to impact Truly Inspired in a bunching, Jumping nicely. bunching yeah. sort of staying race. Yeah. Could be a mad, mad three wide line, four wide line moves. There's just yeah, it's got a bit of a it's got a bit of an odd feel to it. This race. <coughs> yeah, let's just simplify the race again. I I went into this hoping I could get some north something north for three dollars truly inspired, yeah. and I wasn't even that desperate for that to be honest. But let's yeah. just let's just look a bit deeper. Truly inspired two starts ago had the back of banana. I'm not tipping banana here. <laughs> had the back of banana, but it did go huge banana. Who didn't have any cover and truly inspired had its back. He couldn't get past it. Like banana was a far better run. Truly inspired's come out and, and it's won by half the straight in its recent class one. It's, it's hard to explain how bad that horse race was. It's hard yep. to explain how bad that that was just diabolically bad. Now, I think Truly Inspired, as BJ said, with its relation, it's a Cerise and White Blue Blood. It's only had seven stars. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely an improving horse. But very simply, if you're if we're getting it $2.20 on that class one win, that's wrong. Like you have to have seen more before that. And I've actually been a little knock on the horse before that. So it's really easy for me at 220 not to have a bet. I expect to lose because I expect it will probably win the race. Mm. But it's very easy for me not to back it yeah. at $2.20, yeah. you know. So um I don't know anything about Coolth, which makes this pretty difficult for me to sort of hop into. So I just just look around that. Traveling on a Tuesday, racing on a Saturday, we just Sort of just put a line through it for no real reason whatsoever. I just, uh, I just hope it doesn't win. I guess. Um, but the ones that have come up uh, over my price, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait for Betfair because I expect Truly Inspired will be absolutely velvety. It wouldn't surprise me if it's backed into close to odds on without calls in the race. It probably would. So be. that means there's going to be big Betfair. Yeah, big exactly Betfair. right. And I, I just think, and it might just be because I want to see him standing up in the irons again. <laughs> um, Budley lad's not going forward. Devonia will roll forward, but isn't desperate to lead. Uh, if if Zado Rock can jump like it did last start, it was given a gift yeah. in the Apprentice's mm. Cup. Don't get me wrong. It was well, well rated but, though. <clears throat> but it's run a quicker last 200 than so war off we go and try for us. Yes, it had it nice and easy out in front, but they're still entitled to run a quicker last two than it. Yeah. That's a sign of a horse who can stay. And that was six up five, 600 meters that day. It's fitter yeah. now. So if Cash can get it to the front or to the breeze, it reminds me of a bit uh, bold success um, we saw in the winter season. I just think he'll give you a bit of cheek. It's 10 bucks at the moment. I, I think we just hold fire. I think you might see some 13, 14, 15 late. And like I, I'm not saying it'll definitely win, but I, I just think you're going to get a really good run for your money um, with Zeta. Right? The other one that's a long way above my price, and I'm a big fan with Lucy Goes, I'm one of Adam Stayers, is, is off we go. Um, thought it's run in the Apprentices Cup was pretty good. We suited by the tempo. As BJ said, there's a three wide line here. Gets into that, um, gets into the race at the right time. I, I just, I think it's more of a $15 chance, not a $34 chance. So again, I haven't, I haven't got either of those two short at all, but they're significant overs. And the way I'm punting most of the day, Pistol, is if I can back one or two winners, it'll probably be a winning day because yeah. there's not going to be too many shorties I'm hopping into. Pete? Yeah, no, nothing for me. I've got truly inspired, Mark, you know, 350 as bullish. Oh, there so, you, go. you know, like yeah. I, I think we'll go really well on a fast tempo race, but if that doesn't eventuate, then it's a then it's a risk, clearly. So, look, the, the complete Maddie for me is uh, my old mate, Chock Slam. Oh, Chocky. Here's my guess, Pete. They'll scratch Chock Slam if Admire doesn't get a run. What? He's got, yeah. He's got 100%. How, how well is Admired Admired going? Yeah, absolutely good. flying at the moment. And again, if, that, if there was tempo in that race last start, he sort of went to beat Zadar Rock 100%. and then just, you know, peaked on the run. But I, that I think also it was more- gives, me, gives Zadar a big tick as well. Mm. Plus, Zadar yeah. needed a big enough lead so he could stand up in the saddle. He knew that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who broke it to him? To Cash. What's that? That that wasn't the Perth Cup. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, gee whiz. Love to see it. Yeah. I did too. Uh, absolutely. I did my balls in the race. But I, still, <laughs> I, still, I still love to see it though. <laughs> uh, yeah. I... I I'm thinking the uh, that Coulth brings some really good form references to just a random ratings race here, Pete. But yep. um, but yeah, six seven dollars wouldn't mind closer towards eight or nine. Yeah, I don't know exactly. if I can get it's it though. Like ten, but, um, yeah. Um, so does Terry sitting on the head. It was really strong sign of a progressive staying type that made that leap uh, in distance and then was the strength. <clears throat> Yeah, they're, they're, you know, that's always a follow up for me when, yeah. they, when they run the quickest last 200 first go at the staying trip, albeit got given it, soft yep. as butter. Um, but yeah, if you're betting in this race, by the way, I'm just looking across the market. Yeah. Most bookies are 135%. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, and especially if we think Truly Inspired is going to stay this firm in the market, mm. you, you literally can't back anything now. You just, you just top five. Well, a horse like Banana's drawn off, one. Off we go. I, I, know, you, I know you said you don't like Banana, but it's drawn one. It was three wide no cover the other day. And oh, yeah. I'm I wouldn't definitely not well, talking you out of it. It's going to end bucks. up being. Twenty six, thirty one dollars bet for. But what we, what can't we do with Barrier One? What's that? We can't be confident on oh, that's, yeah. from Barrier One right now. We yeah. literally cannot be confident on one horse that's drawn um, inside with this track at this point in time. Be alert, but not alarmed. Oh, that's it. That's what we needed. Be alert, but not alarmed. There's, there's <laughs> your catchphrase, BJ, for, your, for the podcast. Wait. Hello, the year two thousand and two. But not alarmed. All right, final word, Pete. Uh, you're just going to be yarding. Yeah, no, no, no interest. Yeah. I'll, I'll be getting, you know, sunscreen or something applied at this point. I'll be, I'll just be loitering, <laughs> loitering on Betfair and uh, yeah. probably having a few nibbles at some, yeah. at some uh, big prices. Terry, uh, Zadar, Rock, and off we go. All right. What we might do now is before we get on to race three, is we've got a recorded interview with uh, he's a good fella, Chris Nickel, and he's got a great ride in the railway stakes. His first Group One mount aboard Star Trade, uh, which we'll we'll get to the railway in due course. But we had a good chat to Chris, so uh, we might just take a break and um, listeners tune into our chat with Chris Nickel. And another of the tremendous stories for Railway Stakes Day is jockey Chris Nickel. He's going to be legged up aboard Star Trade for uh, trainer Danny Morton. Country horse Star Trade only uh, about six or seven months ago and a jockey who does the predominantly uh, his riding on the country circuit. It's a warm welcome to Chris Nickel. G'day, Chris. Hey, guys. Good to speak to you. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Um, uh, geez, very excited about Star Trek very making excited. its progression. I, I was a, I'm a big country punter myself, so I was a, a pretty keen follower of Star Trade um, over its Geraldton journey. Well, you did you ride Star Trade? I don't have this in front you of me. Did you ride you so for its first victory in Geraldton? Uh, yeah, I believe I did. I think yep. maybe his class one victory, or, or it could have even been a class two. Um, yeah, I went up there to ride for Kevin, and he had this source there and um he legged me up on it and said it goes quite well its form was probably only moderate before that um he came out and won quite easily in the end i got to the i remember getting to the front on him and i thought i was going to win by seven and he probably pulled up and won by about three in the end so he's always had some ability I have a vague memory of that day that he was actually a fairly big drifter in betting. I think there was five, six dollars plus about a class one, class two, whatever it was in Geraldton. It's quite funny looking back and and seeing a horse's progression. But geez, he must have been tickled pink with his uh, with his run in the Asian Bow. Did you did you think just for a second there you might have been able to uh, sneak through and uh, and grab Clint on on Treasured Star? Um, yeah, at one point actually uh, speaking to Clint on the. After after the line, we he thought we thought it was actually a bit closer than the margin told. Um, I was probably picking him up and might have been ahead in front. 
um, a couple of strides after the post. Um, so it was a, a really encouraging run. Now, Chris, you're uh, you've you've drawn a good drawn a good marble as well. Um, terrific steer in the Asian bow, got on the back of the winner, followed it through, galloping room, and let Star Trade do his thing. Have you had a look at the final field and, and any any thoughts on uh, tactically how you think the race is going to play out from from your low draw anyway? Um, yeah, I've had a look at it. I, I'm I'm not sure. I think there might be a lot a fair bit of speed from the outside. Um, and we've got a couple inside me, um, searching rocks and resort men. I think we'll try and hold up a bit of a position as well. Um, I'm sort of at liberty with that barrier to, to um, just jump and um, let the horse be where he's happy. I think it might be in a forward position just, just in behind him, not, not too dissimilar to last start. Um, and hopefully from there, 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 there is a little bit of tempo and we can just sort of keep him rolling into the race and, um, you know, he might need some luck to get out at some stage, but um, if it's a rolling tempo, I think that will come. Now, Chris, you're a, you are an important member of the Morton Racing team. Uh, what a, uh, I guess, what a what a thrill for for Dan to put that put the faith in you to not only ride him in the Asian Po and you ride him so well, but also to get the uh, get the leg up in the Group One. Uh, yeah, it was a, a few nervous moments for me there, sort of leading up to it. I actually had a, a book of seven rides at Kalgoorlie Asian Bow Day, and um, Dan sort of gave me an SOS late and said, are you committed to go because you can ride Star Trade in the Asian Bow? And, um, I've made the error before of, of, of not staying in town and riding opportunities and, and taking a full book somewhere in the country, so... I thought this time now I'll, I'll stay and, and take a good ride in town. Um, and, and, yeah, with him running so well, uh, it was up in the air whether I would get the ride going into the group one. He obviously got eight points and, and it got him into the field. But um, uh, Dan, Dan sort of kept me on my toes. He was asking how my weight was for um, the couple of weeks leading into it. And probably a day or two out, I was confident I would, I would get the ride. But um, I was definitely um, refreshing the Chris site here at 12 o'clock on Monday. That's very good. Have you, have you ridden Star Trader at all in his work this week, Chris? Um, yeah, I have the last couple of mornings. He's, uh, he, he's nice and bright. It's kept him fresh. Um, uh, he, he's a beautiful sound horse. He's got no issues at all. So um, a really easy horse to ride in a race too. So um, I, I would think that I wouldn't be trading him for any other horse at this stage anyway. Now, Chris, what you have to correct me if I'm wrong. Is this 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 your first Group One ride on Saturday? It is, yes. Now, yep. what a what a journey. I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong here as well. But I'm on this website, Racing and Sports, that said you would have had your first ride back in 2005 at Murtoa. Would that be about right? Oh, it that that's wrong. Yep. Um, my first ride was at, at Warrnambool. Yeah. Um, but it would have been around that time, yeah. So, and it says that your, um, first, your first winner was in Canberra. Would that be wrong? Yeah, that's correct. I've been around. <laughs> I've, I've been here, there, and everywhere um, looking for rides. But I think uh, my first r- ride was at Warner. I wish we had the replay of it. It's, a, it's a, an 1,800-meter race on a heavy track at Warnable, um drew the outside, and um, I rode it perfectly to the top of the straight. <laughs> tried to pull the whip and got lost and um, something got down the outside and beat me by half, short half head. Um, uh, so that was some sort of experience. And then after that, yeah, I, I did go up to Canberra and, and do some time there and that's where I rode my first winner, yeah. 
So you've you I mean you've it from the outside it looks like you live a great life. I mean you go to you get to go to broom every year, you sort of chase the sun as much as you possibly can. You're a you're a really accomplished, you know, rider on the country circuit. It doesn't seem to to worry you worry you too much. You've got a um yeah, you've got a tremendous lifestyle, but but now all of a sudden, um it's uh it's game day. Group one, one point five million dollar race this Sunday. How exciting. Yeah, correct. I I, I am that sort of that that person I take um, life uh, every day as it comes um, and uh, yeah this opportunity is sort of something I, I never thought would would fall in my lap anyway um, so I'm just going to I'm just going to embrace it and, um, go out there and ride like it's any other race and um, just treat the week as it, as it is um, exciting certainly is now it's we've had some tremendous sort of Feel good stories so far with the Pinnacles, haven't we? We've got some more chapters to be to be written this sad day. But before we let you go, Chris, how long have you been in WA, and what uh, what uh, made you make the move over here to the great state? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a long story. So I <laughs> so I've actually been here for, for three years now, right on three years, I think, in Perth. Um, so prior um, to coming over here, I actually flew over to Headland and Broome from Victoria um, and uh, got a bit of a, a call up from a trainer over there who wanted me to come and ride a horse in the Marble Bar Cup. It had a senior embargo, which we, we don't have in Victoria. There's no such thing over there um, as a senior rider embargo. So they flew me over to ride there and it, it won the Marble Bar Cup. And I came back and did a couple of meetings for the owner who ran the Port Headland Turf Club. And his name's Darren White, and he actually owns um, just an all four just cheeks, four cheeks with, yeah. with Dan Morton. Um, and he had a good horse there called Boys Get Around Him, who I won a few cups on a road, two Roeburn Cups and a um, Kimberley Cup up there. Um, so he sort of flew me over from season to season, and, and uh, yeah, so three years ago I did finish the season there and had some mates in Perth, and they're like stopping at Perth and have a have a go here. So. I did that, and then COVID hit, and I've uh, I haven't been home since. <laughs> Is Perth Perth home now? Yeah, I think so. I I enjoy Perth. Um, Melbourne's always home, but um, uh, it's just a bit busy for me. I can't sit in traffic like they do over there. <laughs> I like ten minute drives in Perth to get anywhere. Maybe. Um, hope, so hopefully you're not sitting in traffic on Saturday either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and you've got uh, your ride earlier in the day as well, uh, Buddley Lads, who you've had a lot of success with um, up north as well. You can't draw a gate to save your life with old Buddley at the moment, can you? No, no, he, he, his racing style sort of is a go-forward type horse. Um, I'm not sure whether we'll try riding him a little bit different on Saturday or not from that barrier. Um, just because he seems to be, he seems to be really springing to the front at the top of the straight, but hasn't been staying out his last couple of runs. So we might try something different with him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also got brother Paddy in a, a sixty-six fourteen as well. There at some stage of the day. You do too. So you got a couple of a uh, couple of ciders before before the railway. Chris, hey, Chris, little, you, net, little net session. Yeah, you've uh, yeah. You know, you, you've been a welcome addition to the the industry over here, mate. It's always good to see you smiling and um, and enjoying your job and enjoying the uh, the thoroughbred horse racing. But mate, I was just going through your um, your record on this site. You've ridden winners at Witchy Witchy Proof. 
Poonkaree, Daniloquin. Uh, what else we got here? We've got uh, Mullamine, King Island, uh, or Hanging Rock. It here sounds there. like BJ's making these places up. <laughs> here, there, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're at uh, Mighty Ascot, day two of the Pinnacles in a uh, in a in one of our fam- most famous Group One races on Saturday. Must be pinching yourself. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely am. Um, uh, it's going to be a, a lot different experience to riding in a Witchy Proof Cup or a, or a King <laughs> Island Cup. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I'm happy to be a part of it. It's it's really exciting. Oh, very good, Chris. Hey, mate, best of luck with uh, with your rides on uh, on Saturday and Star Trade in uh, in the big one, mate. And uh, thanks for uh, joining us here on the one one. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris. Go well. Cheers. Bye. Race three is the Drummond Golf Handicap. Over the 1,000 metres, we've got a bit of top-end speed here, gentlemen. Uh, who leads? We've got Olga Louisa, Lexington City, Acromantula, some of the fastest horses in the West. They're going to be uh, going hammer and tongs here in the 1,000 metre 72 plus. Uh, first of all, Terry, who do, you think, who do you think holds up, leads this one? Well, in the Drummond Golf Handicap, Pete, no. there's going to be a few horses driving. To yes. the front, isn't there? And so um, I don't know if you want to chip in with a with a speed map here, um, Pete. Putter. Um, <laughs> That's why I was pausing. I couldn't figure out a way to no. get putter in there. You're, you're a fair way off it. Um, <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm a little bit green for the podcast. Oh, you know, we're, we're here in the bunker as always. Um, all right. Well, I think I'll go. Are there any horses here you want to flag, Pete? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I was trying to think of one more. Terry, um, Terry's got a runner. Yeah. Kept, oh, of course. Material more than a runner. We've got a, I think we've got a liveish hope. I think we've got a liveish. I told the boys to have a bet this morning. I said, I think that's over. That's probably why you should. When, when you're in the Mountie, you should ask the wizard if he wants to come on Winterbottom Stakes. Well, we have one one. I will. Uh, well, I probably won't on that particular day. <laughs> He's probably got more important things to do. No, no, um, no, I don't think anyone. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think the wizard's going to have a big day, by the way. Um, do I, I don't I don't actually know, but it's interesting if Clint has opted to ride Cashaway because he, he never ever rides away from Durant's, even if he gets far better opportunities. So that could be a massive push to Cashaway because mm-hmm. I know he's ridden that horse a lot in the past. That's a really interesting um, booking. Pike was material witnesses jock uh, early doors, but I don't think Adam's gone with Pikey and then Clint's taken another ride. To me, it looks like Clint's um, – plus we were p- potentially going to trial on Monday, oh. um, but we go that we go best fresh is the thought process. I think one trial was perfect for him. Um, speed map-wise, this is fascinating because this is the way – my market is so much different to this market, by the way. Like I, I made flying missile my um, lay of the day on. Me too. Um, yeah, I'm healthy double figures for a horse. Oh, I think yeah, lots I'm, further in its career, especially the inside game. What is it? Uh, Seventeen dollars. Yeah, I was fifteen. It went up yeah. three dollars. I think yeah, three eighty this morning. Um, but so this the speed map is fascinating here. A, how will the fence be? But B, you got Lexington. This is in order of closest to the gate. Lexington, Acromantula, Olga Louisa. My thought process is they all want to lead, obviously, but will Lexington City and Simon Miller and Holly Watson have a chat and go, geez, they're going to go mad here and let Acromantula go? And then Jason on Olga Louisa will, because Acromantula, they know, the boys, the Pierce brothers know we, we, we want to lead. That's how our horse does its best racing. And then Jason, I don't think he'll go crazy from the breeze with Olga Louisa and probably just let Acromantula at the top. So does Acromantula end up with the lead pretty easily? Uh not I, easily, but you know what I mean? They, they I know give, him, you mean. They give him the rail and the other two are just happy to I know what you mean with Lexington City because 
they did pull the blinkers off last start because they were concerned that it over raced two starts ago. Mm-hmm. Blinkers off, they wanted to get it to travel a bit. So do they really want to bounce, dig to hold the lead in a fast race when you're trying to reprogram the horse? With 53, you probably do. But with, I think Acro can cross. But Olga only like knows one way, doesn't she? I think she'll just be just rolling um, in her own little, little world. Fence. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she'll make it to the fence, but she'll just be pushing on, applying applying pressure. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think mm. you can really ride her any other way. Uh, so I don't, I, my, to answer your question, I don't think Acro is going to get a super soft. Like no, you think they'll find the fence. Yep. Yep. As yep. do I. So it's hard to go past Acro when they're when, when he's find the fence. But again, I, I can't have a bet until I see how that inside yeah. is. Yeah, I mean that that's gonna be key. Look, I yeah. I'm pretty happy to have something on Acro just because I think it's got the best thousand meter figures here. Mm-hmm. I, I think it will appreciate a fast tempo if that does eventuate, as long as the inside isn't just, you know, poisoned. Um I think it will get every single chance here. And look, it wasn't suited versus the day on that first up run, was he? You know, it was very good up. going no, through the line. No, it was one of the few, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that horse, I've got it marked clear favourite and, mm-hmm. you know, almost, I wouldn't know, yeah, towards half the price of what it currently is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was so, a lot shorter as well. Yeah. I just, I, I find it hard to have a bet at this point in time, Pete. Yeah. That's just, because of what we're potentially going to see with the with the rails. I'll so. probably have half on it MBLs and then just suck it and see. And if I have to take, you know, 440 or something as a result, well, that's too bad. But, yeah. You know, I'm still, it's still above my price. It's a type of day you need to do that. And if you yeah. say, well, hang on, this is horrid, then you just pull back and yeah. don't have the second half of your bet on. Or yeah. you, you you watch with interest to see if they let Lexington hold up or they let Olga Cross and stay out in the breeze and one off might be the pad to be. But, yeah. Um, this is this race has got me cash away vibes big time. Yeah, I'm not cash away and Acromatics are equal favourites. Yeah. So um, it just feels progressive, doesn't it? Yeah. It just feels progressive. Clint going on's the yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear the story behind that, which I'm sure we will on the day. Um, but yeah, cash away looks progressive yep. uh, in this. Mm. Beads can win. Material Witness has got the blinkers on first time and is a better horse fresh. I think we were over the odds this morning at $18, $19. The boys have done some damage to that. but Pixie, Chick, Pixie Chicks is another one who's, who's, who's a winning chance, I think, um, especially if, if the fence is yeah. off. Yeah. Um, probably could have won almost all three of those rounds during the during the winter there and um, was big at Cal. Line, isn't it? Yeah, but just sort of backish, curled up. And lots sort of, of fast tempo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but me, I, I, when I was doing this race, I was sort of like, I was a little bit with the market makers in terms of having flying missile four fifty five dollars, but I had cash away the same price, so okay. that was the way I, I was leaning. Just yeah, I think this is this is a horse on the way up. Yeah, I've got see flying missiles four eighty on fifteen. Lexington City's five bucks on fifteen. I don't see how it wins. I don't mm. see it handing up Tacramanch or getting past it. Yeah, Pixie Chicks. I was over twenty to one from that gate. I, I, I struggled to mount a, a proper case. So, um, like a, the way I've marked the race, you always try and beads are shortened a bit now. It looks mm. like, but you could always like I'm Acromanch, the beads, cash away, or the blowouts, material witness. Mm. I think so. Could be scenes on track. Weapon time and its first start for Dan Morton. Now that Lindsay Smith is uh, setting, um, is uh, heading permanently to Victoria, shutting down his WA arm of his stable. The rider Lachlan Neendorf. Pete, do you know anything about Lachlan? Yeah, Adelaide based for the most part. Does a lot of riding for Will Clark, and so I, look, I was surprised that he's got as many rides as what he has. So. Mm. Literally Must be a, light, I think. Yeah, yeah. there's a few trainers that are willing to give him a crack. So I mean, look, a lot of his rides are relatively straightforward, but the Weapons and Trial was pretty ordinary 
Give I think that was still for Lindsay. That was still Lindsay, yeah. Yeah, yep. so I, I didn't really know what to, to make of that, to be honest. And like a 1,000 metres as well was a mm. big query for me. So probably can just get his eye in there, but then he's got a few better chances as the day goes on, including one in the next, BJ. Okay, we'll get to that shortly, Pete. Um, in a word? Uh, you've got to assess this one. We've got to have a look at the inside pad. Yeah, cash away is one, I'll say now, but I'll, if the inside pad's good, I want to back Acro. Acro, so. okay. Yeah, cash away for me. Pete. I think Mature Witness is the one that's over the odds as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm Acro looking to save either cash away or beads with a little bit of a drift. Mm. What price are you, um, Mature Witness, lads? Give me, give me some hope. Um, $16. Yeah, I was 19 Oh, you guys are both wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the respect for the wizard? <laughs> Who? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Race four, it's the Amelia Park Handicap, rating 66 plus over the 1,400. More good numbers for railway stakes. We've got mm. 15, a field of 15. Um, yeah, and the uh, written matter just absolutely smacked them in the get-out stakes a couple of weeks ago. Brandon Louis going for Louis. two straight. But there's some... Um, Real danger on the quick backup. There's a you can make a case for quite a number of these horses. I guess a good place to start would be what's the speed in this race, Terry? I mean, Big Butter Boon crossed and led first up the other day. Special View likes to roll forward. Turbo Power, all those horses are uh, are jumping from eleven and wider basically. So there's speed outside. Zafira's drawing a gate with the blinkers on from one. It's going to want to be, be positive barrier as well. One. So barrier one. So we like that music playing over the top. Dun, dun. There is uh so the, yeah, there's plenty of horses who, uh, who you can make cases for a lot of the runners in this race. It's wide open. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, wide open is a good way of describing it. Look, um, I, look, I enjoyed the trial of Not Secret. I think that horse is in for something, but it doesn't really have too much in the terms of first up figures so far. But uh, I can. <laughs> Find a spot for it from drawn drawn well at bigger price. I'm laughing because um, Steve was very angry at uh, nine o'clock on Thursday morning when Not Secret still hadn't gained a start because oh. <laughs> it was a big field and yeah. there was uh, there was lots of um, emergencies still at that time. But the field fell away and, oh, and Not Secret. Think? I think yeah, I think he really likes yeah. Not Secret as a prospect, mm. whether it's his day on Saturday or not. But um, definitely, what, definitely, oh, definitely, definitely wanted him to, to go around because uh, he's in as as you can see from the trial, he's in good nick. Um, Trade War came off a huge figure last start. I just smashed the clock and, and that was a pretty decent race but it is trade war I think the horse that deserves to be favourite is our Safina mm. I think she goes really well on the firmer deck we saw that last prep just the figures weren't quite there even though she was winning her best figures that I have uh, are clearly at Ascot so I'm expecting a big performance of her back there in quite enough trial as well Zafira Jesus, the trial was really good and the money was there first up except for the last five minutes when all of a sudden there was word coming from on course that she wasn't parading particularly well and Simon wasn't happy with the way that she looked and now the blinkers go on and gate one, it just feels a bit weird trying to get a line on how well she's actually going at the moment. So, so what, what, what was- Do you the brand new when he went up six bucks? 
Well, you know, Clearly. it wasn't three dollars thirty. Brand new. No, it wasn't three. He should have done six dollars sixty if he doesn't yeah. like one. <laughs> so, Pete, what was the what was the word coming through from your spies about That's the Superior? Oh, just uh, talking with um, the future chief steward of WA Racing, Toby Dunn. He was basically <laughs> saying, look, you know, she's got plenty of improvement to come, and just the the coat wasn't there, and fitness wasn't quite there either. So. Although the trial was really good past the post, and I think you know a few trial perths like myself sort of got a bit excited by that, it just didn't marry up with what she did there on the day there first up. There was maybe a mild excuse, but she really didn't show too much over the last couple of hundred, so a big gas out there. And you know, you're really trusting on her bouncing back towards her best. But gate one, I know she has some level of tactical speed, but I don't think it's a whole heap. And there's every chance she gets three back defence here, and 100%. that would be a major double concern. cross. You reckon? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, look, written matter is the one that's probably going to lead. I think real danger will be happy to just sit there in the breeze. But sorry to interrupt, Pete. I did notice last post race interview with Michael Ganjimi about written matter. They were sort of talking about how he's become an on speed horse, and he said that's more barrier related yeah. rather yeah. than tactic. What they what they really want to do with this horse. So from the low draw, it's going to be fascinating to see what they, what happens early with written matter. Do they try to repeat the dose, um, go forward, lead, whatever, or do they really try to ride him how they think he should be ridden? So well, interesting. Yep. And he's actually not super quick out of the machine. So if a horse like Special View comes across with real and real danger, who's going real quick at the moment, come across with real intent, um, I just worry how much fuel Brandon will have to use to kick up under them to hold the front when he's 1,200 up to 1,400. Rather than so ghosting across from exactly a Exactly right. But yeah. if he lets it come out softly, he could also end up alongside Zephyro in, in, in a bit of traffic rearward. So um, it's a fascinating ride because I think if he does ride it out early and find the front, I think it's going to be hard to win and hard to hold on potentially. Um, but again, I, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, riding my previous event there, I felt like a broken record. There's a big chance he ends up on the fence. Um, Brother Paddy will, will drop out and I think he's quicker than Zafira. So he probably ends up on the fence. What if, what if it's cooked again? Like, yeah, it, yeah, like it has been the last time. He almost times wants, wants Zafira to be... Um, inside. Yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fascinating race in that sense. So I'm with you with Al Safina. Um, Pete, I, I went into this race not expecting to find Al Safina, but I uh, like the trial. Uh, one off a similar break. Last yep. preparation. I, I'm a massive advocate for when Pikey goes on a sit and sprinter for the mm, first time. Yeah. I feel like he's worth two lengths on his own with the way he gets him through the line. Um, I, I mean, I haven't had a bet to this point in time, Pete. It's four dollars eighty now. My, my feeling in a fifteen horse field with Zafira not secret, uh, real danger. You just mentioned trade war, uh, written matter. Another one I'll talk about in a minute is we probably hold fire. Yeah, late price. I, I, that's the way I'm leaning at this stage. I, I'm not. I don't have a huge edge. Like I'm not. Mm. Um, you know, she's not a raging favourite for me by any stretch, but uh, certainly enough that the current quote is the marginal edge. Yeah, I was four twenty yeah. and felt like I was being pretty biased. Like I knew who I wanted to find by that stage of doing the race. So when that there are that was my 60, price. That was my price as well. There you go. When they're only sixty cents, I I feel like risk versus reward. Say I have to take four twenty, so be it. But it's not impossible. I take six forty late if yeah. there's good money for for one of those two. Like written matters a bit longer than I expected him to be. To be honest with you, so what price um, you got? Not secret, Peyton. Current price. Sorry. I've yep. got it. Right. 11, yeah. Yep. Yep. Can, mm. can win. Very Nine. Simply. $9 and I've got Asafina $4.13. Mm. Within oh. seven cents of each well, other. Isn't that nice? No. Um, the only other horse I wanted to talk about was, uh, and I'm going to, at this stage of proceedings, if, if we do get that little bit of a dodgy rail, I'm going to back two. And the other one will be Big 
butter. Boom. <laughs> I was waiting uh, for this. <laughs> I felt that uh, I felt that it needed the run. The trial was so-so. First up, I thought it was huge, huge on that cold deck. Gave a nice yeah. kick, only beaten two lengths. I think it might be a slightly better horse not leading as well, whether that's Breeze, which is probably where I'd most want to see it, or if that's slotting in. Or, um, it's got the tactical speed to, to be somewhere in the first three or so, which is where you want to see him. Um, yeah, won a similar race against, geez, with MTA, early last mm -hmm. prep and... And, um, yeah, I think he runs you a, uh, a pretty good race here. You prefer to see him draw an 11 than one. So he's $16 at the moment. You don't need to rush in there. He'll jump $20 plus without a doubt. So I think we're all pretty keen on El Safina here. Uh, El Safina and Not Secret is the one just a touch outside the market for mine. Pete? Yep, same El Safina, Not Secret. El Safina and Big Butter Boom. Definitely not talking anyone out of Not Secret though. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll take a break and we've got... Luke Knight versus Tom Wolfe in this week's Mundaring Hotel Stubby Racing Mastermind. All right, BJ, it is now time for the uh, 150th. Well, probably not 150th because we started this midway through, mm. so probably cooked that. But nonetheless, it's time for this week's uh, Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Bit of a grudge match today, Terry. Yeah. So looking forward to it, looking forward to it. But first of all, shout out to the Mundaring. It's been the heart of the hills since 1899, a long time. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, who's currently on top of the world after uh, a horse that he part owns, won the last Northam yesterday. Shout out to all the crew involved in El Mahar Man um, and those that supported the runner-up, i.e. TK Layton. Um, <laughs> Tough luck. We'll get them next time. Um, but yeah, if, if you drop in and you see Butchie up there at the Mundaring, make sure you, that you uh, wish him all the best. That's his first winner in a while, and he's uh, he's a very happy he chap. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the Mundaring, Butchie. the Mundaring is going to be crazy Shove this weekend. <laughs> Monday is going to be cranking, uh, especially with uh, some better weather kicking in from Sunday onwards. Now, let's bring him in. It's our current mastermind, Tommy Wolf. He's shooting for, what's he shooting for? Three straight. Three straight. Three yeah. straight. Let's bring yeah. him in. Tommy, you there? Hey, boys. What's going on? Tommy, how are we, mate? How are you enjoying the carnival today? How are you going in the uh, the strapper challenge? Yeah. Yeah, we need to get on the board, actually. Mm. I, I sat low up here, which is a, a close second. That one hurt, but. That's right. I'll hopefully try and come home with a wet sail towards the end of it. Yeah, you've always been. Uh, I've always thought of you as a good backmarking top. <laughs> um, tell me, mate, you're uh, you must have the chest puff at the moment. You've gone bang bang. You're uh, up and about. You've uh, got some real momentum in the mastermind, going for the the third win on the trot. How's it feel? Yeah, it feels good. It feels good. It's, um, just changes your life, really, doesn't it? It's, it's hard <laughs> to get out without people recognising you and whatnot, but. Yeah, hopefully a few more left in store still to come. <laughs> I, uh, a funny story, I messaged um, Tommy to see where he wanted his vouchers to go to. He said, just hold on to them. You can post all five at once. So I like this <laughs> <laughs> like oh, confidence. Oh, all right, let's bring our challenger. It's, he's a first-timer to the show, but he's a long-time listener. It's uh, Luke Knight. Lukey, you there? Yeah, mate. How are you going? Very good, very good. Hey, Luke, you've uh, you've thrown out the challenge to Tommy Wolf. You've obviously had a few few goes at home on the uh, at the Mastermind. Um, great to have you on board. And uh, how do you fancy your chances going up against the great man? Yeah, no, absolutely. It should 
probably there walking the path the answer spoke. I was used to live with him um, and just sort of had him in every facet of life, so he just couldn't be any chance. We've got former housemates. I didn't know this. This is lovely. This is lovely one. A couple of confident characters going Yeah. Around. What's this? Is this with this Claremont Colts uh, roommates or something back in the day, was it? Uh, well, it wasn't back then. It was actually only just recently. It started this year. We were here about six months or something. Yeah. And, uh, quite a while. But, yeah, sort of met each other through the, through the Claremont cult system. Very good. Very good, Luke. A very keen punter. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, this is going to be a, a good test. Tommy Wolf, Luke Knight. Gentlemen, you know how to play. Your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. This is what they've come for, isn't it? This it's, is still it's Pete's time. <laughs> no pressure at all. Uh, Imagine cracking it to try and do this. <laughs> Challenger, are you ready? Yeah. Good, good confidence. <laughs> Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, all good. So what, what do I say now? Lion? Oh yeah, on three, two, one. Let's let's boogie. Such a formally tuned machine. All right, lads. I think we've got a tough set coming up for you. So good luck. Um, yeah, being railway stakes week, I thought we'd go for one of the real stars of the tour. Um, my career is now seventy-one starts long and is predominantly restricted to the dirt. My initial trainer was Brett Pope, and my most winningest jockey is Molly Clark who has piloted me seven times for three victories. I like to find the front in my races, and while the majority of my wins have been on the dirt of Carnarvon or in a lesser grade of race, I did pinch one on a Saturday in early 2020. Bo Banovich Edwards was my jockey, and we actually made it to uh, the Maddie on the master on the podcast that week, and I didn't actually back it because it got too short for me. <laughs> which was really upsetting, and I forgot about that until I started writing about this horse. Uh, the first four letters, think about this one, guys. The first four letters of my name are also the same first four letters of a famous Seinfeld character. He might be one that's got a bit of crazy hair. My current trainer. Luke. Randy. Ah, there we go. Lukey Knight. Yes, who's, who doesn't remember that win in 2020? Surely yeah. that's the that's off we go. Yeah. Anyway. You threw it out and it uh, ended up getting under the side. Exactly right. Yeah. Very good. Has Tommy has Tommy been behind at any point during this little winning run? I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not let's sure. see how we respond. That's, that's an oration question. That, that turned into a Seinfeld question. <laughs> 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 <Thanks for dinner>. <laughs> <laughs> Crammed him. Gee, it was this railway stakes though. We've got Cramden as who am yeah. I? Off to a fly. All right, Luke one. Tommy, get to score. Okay. Name the two horses to win the WATC Derby Railway Stakes double in the last three years. Luke. Luke. Um Western Empire and Regal Power. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two nil. We'll find out a bit more about Tommy Wolf in we, the uh, next minute know. or that, so. That one wasn't a Seinfeld question. Very good. Okay. <laughs> name the two jockeys with the first name Damien that have won Carbine Club Stakes in the last six years. Tom. Tom. Damien Oliver and Damien Miller. Oh. Luke for the steal. 
Uh, I love Damien Oliver. I love Damien Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Lukey, you've done it. Three oh. nil. <laughs> 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 You're <a> mean. <laughs> Dear <laughs> man, it's funny though, because I said similar. That's why we're laughing. Excelestial one. Luke Knight, he's come from nowhere. This guy, he just, he just, and he just pounced upon Tommy Wolf. Three nil. Get the broom out. That's a clean sweep to Lukey. Congratulations, mate. You're the mastermind. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Tommy, is, is this going to be a tough one to live down? Yeah, I think we need another open page, bloke, so I'm glad he's giving me one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that is good. Hey, Luke, um, mate, it's, uh, thanks for uh, for jumping on on episode 150. Yes, Derek? Well, you better. Luke doesn't. You said he doesn't mind his form. You got one for us on um, Saturday. You like Luke on what's, Railway Stakes. Or even a big one in there. Give us, give us a Railway Stakes. What's, what's your bet for best, Luke? Oh, I'd be get tired off if I didn't. Didn't put resort man forward, so oh, a little while there. Resort man, well above my price. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. Um, hey, people told me I'll run the mile. So. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Luke, uh, <laughs> Luke, will you be out there on Sunday? Yeah, we'll be out. The mastermind's going to be on course. Uh, he's going to be on course on Sunday, Luke. Congratulations. Oh, extra security. Mate, are, are you available to come back next week to defend your title? Yeah, should be. Absolutely. Should All be. right, should be. <laughs> Luke's just uh, made a very impressive debut here on the Mastermind. Tommy Wolf, champion, mate. Thanks for being a part of the show as always. Uh, two on the trot, nothing to be sneezed at, and uh, no doubt we'll be running into you at the track over the rest of the pinnacles. Thanks again. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Good luck on Cheers, the weekend. Bro. Thanks, guys. Yeah. How about that? I feel like sometimes when you get baked in three zip, it can be like a bit of a whirlwind. Like mm. Tommy's probably now sitting there with his phone going, what just happened? Mm. Uh, I barely got a look at it. I didn't know the character on Seinfeld. Terry stitched me up with the first one and I never really recovered from there. But uh, no, dominant performance. I reckon someone like Jay Rooney might have tuned in, listened to that and gone, oh, hang on. Oh, I'm a bit worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. a little shiver up his spawn. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that also might have been the thought of written matter winning by three this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That was a dominant performance. How do you feel back being on the on the on the Mike Whitney impersonation, Pete? Well, I was a little bit intimidated because I think last time I was genuinely on as a contestant on Mastermind, I was up against Tom Wolfe and I remember getting to the question about missile launch winning the, the Kalgoorlie feature and I was like, do I want to suggest this as an answer and come back the next week? So, I, I ended up just letting him take it by remaining silent and through the through the game. So, uh, Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Controversial. Uh, per- hashtag Perth Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Albany Stewart. Well, yeah, I was going to say. You know, I was whipped across the face a few times the night before, but that doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with the uh, performance navigation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very good. Oh, Lukey Knight, our new mastermind. He'll be back next week because we were we were thinking Tommy's going to be three 0 and we were already sort of yeah, prepping for a I was. for a, for a big dog mm-hmm. uh, before one of the uh, Hall of Famers had to get wheeled out. So anyway, <laughs> they'll have to get put on ice. Yeah, won't it, Toby? You can um, you can relax. You don't have to get the phone credit from the BP anymore. You can wait a little bit longer. So. All right, that's another that's another Mundaring Hotel Dover Racing Mastermind. That hundred dollar gift voucher to Lukey Knight is in the mail. Race five is the Crown Perth Jungle Mist Classic. Set weights and penalties over the twelve hundred meters. Um, always a good race to start off the the traditional 
feature fillies and mares series over the 1200 meters we've got last year's winner angelic miss we have uh, a burgess queen stakes winner in bazoom we've got amasinas who's a quality mare coming out of some very fast sprint races but the horses that are all the rage of course a snipper Rucci, who went whack first up over a thousand that was three weeks ago for brad parnham and stephen miller and baby paris uh, who uh, was scratched sensationally scratched prior to the placid arc stakes at ascot last saturday 51.5 kgs peter Nucky is riding Baby Parasite, that would have been the lightest he's ridden for some time, Pete. But uh, good little race to uh, kick off the Mayor's series, fellas. It certainly is, yeah. It's it's real speed map orientated for me. Like this was probably the easiest race I felt to, mm. to do with a lot. Uh, Snipperucci gets to the top, soft as butter, and I, I think that's probably all they wrote. I think she probably just kicks clear and, and wins. To be honest, uh, like what she does from the top down three and a half kilos, and I don't think it's to be honest. I don't think it's significantly harder. Than what she's been facing, like, I, but again, where's she going to be, Pete? On that inside rail. Mm. So if that inside rail costs her two lengths, bang, she's straight back. You'd hope, you'd hope that if the inside's looking a little bit inferior, Brad just finds the front, just gets that stays, one and a half off, off the off, fence. Yeah. He's really smart like yeah. that, Brad. He actually did it with Indian Pacific. He did, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, in a similar setup. So, yeah, yeah look, I, I think- That was the last on the rail, was that true too, wasn't it? That was yeah, the- um, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a very, uh, all the Parnham boys are actually pretty smart in that sense and- well thought out, but um, yeah, it's just I'm not going to be taking two dollars. What are we talking now? Two thirty, two forty. It's it's probably about right to be honest. Yeah. But it's it's just not going to get my money pistol. I'm bang on two thirty, and you know I'm making. You should go to the dentist. <laughs> well, I get it. Took me a while. That's not. Bad. I thought I might have had something in my teeth there for a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you say about the rest of them? You know, a few of them can win the right run, right race shape. I can't get Baby Paris this short, especially after the mounting yard mishap last week. And that might be a little bit unfair, um, but, you know, that's- Do the they try is. anything d- different with her on Saturday? Does she go out? Do they get permission for her to go out early? Perhaps? I've got the earmuffs on for the pre-race. Yeah. That might be enough, but- I don't recall her being that agitated previously, so maybe it was just the one-off. I was up in the on the members' deck watching a lot of the horses parade <clears throat> last Saturday, and it felt like there was a lot of agitated mm. horses. I thought it might have been a wind thing, or whether there was a paint job or something that was the sun was reflecting off. Something was felt like something was spooking the horses, especially at the in that part of the mounting yard where Baby Paris sort of um was Lockie Taylor nearby <laughs> <laughs> baby paris was reacting to something but you tend to think that there was there's some mechanical like a, a, a camera boom or something yeah. like that 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 they might have, they that may was have there been for the first time yeah last week so you know it's obviously there for the carnival to get some happy snaps of people in the crowd but is it worth it when it's right next to the mounting yard mm. that's really interesting mm. there was some there was something different yeah. that the horses were reacting to that was upsetting them i noticed not just in the Pre-Placida, yep. There was but a few of them. the whole day just felt felt, and I just thought it might have been like a, a wind situation that was upsetting them. But Pete, you've added a bit more to the discussion there about the, everything that's that's around the mounting yard because the Baby Paris situation was captured on Sky Thoroughbred Central as well, which wasn't wasn't fantastic. And so she's basically flipped over on her hindquarters and banged her head um, in a way on, on the mounting yard uh, ground there. Um, Peter Nucky was legged up, went, went around the gates and was scratched. How would you know what, what that has, has taken out of her? Not just the the physical act of flipping over and hitting your head, but just the, the nerve-wracking experience of, of, the, of the whole 
All deal. Yep. Which is why I just keep it simple on this. You know, if Snipperucci does drift for whatever reason, be on the horse out in front, doesn't have to worry about anything behind. No, she's, she's very does. good, baby Paris. So isn't she? Very good. Snipperucci so. drifts. It's um, yeah, anything close to three bucks will be enough to get some of mine. I didn't even consider that fact that it might drift. To be honest with you, yeah. so this will just be. Well, you stay. No, I mean, firm. some of these horses are going really well. Like, how well is Vane Tempest going? Yeah, the, yeah. For the new yard yeah. and like Angelic Miss has obviously got claims, and you know we talk. We haven't mentioned Bazoom or. You know, I, I was happy to take on Real Grace, but, you know, Amasinus is, you know, at her best goes all right. I thought Gunmetal Grey is going as well as it possibly can be. I think so. Gunmetal Grey has beaten 1.7 in this race last yeah. year. Super so. competitive with Universal Pleasure as well. Yeah. They might ride yeah. forward. Universal Pleasure could find a nice spot. Who knows? It's a it's going super Universal Pleasure. Mm. Um, but like the, all those horses, just Amasinus, Angelic, Miss Bazoom, Vane Tempest from 9, 10, 11, yeah, exactly. 12. This race is just going to be out of their grip because yeah. if, if say Snipperucci does stop, Baby Paris probably won't. Say Baby Paris um, also stops, then maybe they can get them all. But I actually just like the horse you to do, don't like, and I don't mind real, real race, race to run yeah. a real race here, just purely on speed map because it's showing it can get out the gates. Um, it looks a different horse for Michael Grant, and we've only seen it three times despite having six starts because it's been held up the entirety. It's been travelling nice. Um, one of its failures, well, its only failure was when it breezed, um, it breezed over 1,400 metres and it ended up being Alsa Fanner and Ginger Grain around it and unsu- unsuitable trip, unsuitable race. They've pattern. both so won multiple races since, I think. Pike, you'll know. know that Snipperucci and Baby Paris are the two hot pots here. Pike, you'll be able to jump this horse well enough to probably follow Baby Paris into the race. And- we just don't know how good a last two she's got. If that fence is off and the middle of the track is where you want to be on the straight and horses with a bit of cover are suited, look, she might be going well enough to run a two to get past these. So, yeah, I'm like, it's rare you price on a pikey seven, eight dollars and you get 15 each way. So, I, I, I think Snipperucci will win the race, but place heavy, real grace. That's, that's the speed map horse for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Same. I had, uh, I had real grace marked. 850. I was, I don't want to hear Pete's price. Sounds like it'll be a big one. Uh, it sounds like it'll be a big one. $7.30. So mm. $18 fourth favorite. That's why I like the place heavy aspect. $3 plus a hole. Um, yeah, follow the right horse at the right time. And but, yeah. it's just nice to be able to back pikey at double your price, isn't it? Yeah. I'm tipping him a lot, a, on, on a lot on this mm-hmm. card. It's a rarity. Yeah. Um, but d- yeah, Snipperucci could announce herself as the. Yeah. Yeah. Does she, if, oh, she won't get in because we've got such a strong winter bottom this mm. year. But um, I guess that's, she's nominated mm. for the race, but uh, she'd have to win a, is there anything in between? No. Probably not. No. no. Probably smart. Next she's not winning yeah. a winter bottom away yeah. for age. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, she's, uh, yeah, SJ's got her right back on Song Snipperucci and that was just dynamite first up, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Quickest last two after breezing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was dominant. So it looks like it looks like her race, but uh, maybe the Cerise and White might be able to play a, play a part late. Anything outside of the ordinary for you in the Jungle Mist pistol? If I'm backing Snipperucci, I'm having something on Gunmetal Grey at 50s plus. To end a barren run for Ross Price. Indeed. Count Grundy, January, last time. Oh, yeah. Do the saddle up next time when it goes to Cowboy. <laughs> and probably have a barren run. <laughs> Race six is the Carbine Club of WA Stakes. This is a cracker. 1,400 metre listed set weights and penalties. The champ, dig deep. Saddlepoth, number two. Big day for the guru in that dead set. He's going to be here, there, everywhere. You guys give dig deep a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Let me see. 
if I'm, I've got to a point with Dig Deep where I just have a standard bet size on it as an owner. Yeah. That I, yeah, they'll actually have to, yeah. I've got him marked 110, so it's not yeah, too it's not far bad. above. I think I was 80 to 1, so. Carbon Club. Uh, what have we got here? We've got uh, a chance. <laughs> we've got a we've got Terry's favorite one of his favorite horses at the moment. Not Dick Deep, Devoted, uh, Devoted, um, hopelessly. <laughs> uh, devoted leads the way. He's the he's the market leader. Um, missed out on a start in the railway after his mighty third in the RJP. RJ Peters stakes last Saturday. The boys, the brothers have let's gallivant flying. We've got um, Eastern Stage representation. Peter will be able to help us out with these two. Winning partner and minxed moment. They are going around. It's a ray day up to 1400 with Simon A and Trevor Andrews has got MTA in career best form. Last horse I want to have a quick shout out to is Billy Ant Silly on the resumption. Colin Webster, Lacta, Romilly. We all know how good Billy is when he's right, but he usually takes a run to get his uh, wheels warmed up. Pete? Yeah, he does, but I just really like the trials mm. and I like the map. And look, I, you know, we're prefacing everything we say today with about the track, but I, I just thought if it's playing even to on speed, Billy Ain't Silly's just the horse that's just going to get everything in his own favour here. Um, I don't even know how much speed there will be drawn out wide. Will Bruce Almighty Star try and will, will they try and cross Billy Ain't Silly though? If, he, if he's leading early, will they be happy to just take a sit there? Uh, I've got MTA, oh, MTA out to later. You've got Billy leading, both of you. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. I've actually got. I thought they just go guts down the star line and first up with Billy look for some cover. But you're, you're probably right. Actually. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. I think that's more accurate. The way you guys have thought it out. And so from there, it's just a case of well, how fast are they going for how long early? Because mm. they might very well just find the position just sit there. I don't really want to be finding anything drawn back. So that's winning partner pans down. Look, I've actually got comes a time marked short in the current market, but that's just purely because it's sectionals last start were just enormous. Quicker than it's flying. Least, quicker yeah. than elite streets last yeah. too. It's and flying from from nowhere as well. It was back there, and that was obviously in the worst and round. Was weaving too. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a straight line either. So. so I'm looking at devoted and just going. You haven't had the conditioning runs. You haven't been suited all this prep. Granted, but. I can't get you anywhere near the market price because I just don't think you're actually running. Well, it's impossible to tell how well you're running. So I'm prepared to just look around and find something else. Would have won the Asian bow. If they rode it forward. Well, if Paddy Carberry didn't go inside, would yeah, have won the Asian start, bow. Yeah. And then last started from the yep. quickest last two on the worst part of the deck after sitting deep the trip. I think the horse is low flying. But um, I reckon that people have devoted fatigue now. Yeah, this will be a drifter in the market, I reckon, today. I think it will. Well, I've got mm. it marked. I've got a few in front of it. So, yeah. look, we, I'm can we get three fifty? You reckon? Oh man, the way Pete's talking and stuff, and the depth in this race, I, I for some reason don't see it impossible. We see something near five bucks. Yeah, stop know. it. I stop know. it. I honestly just feel like that when it when it went up two eighty two nine, I did not even, and I'm two fifty. I think two sixty. Um, but don't forget, Pete, there was no way I was backing any other horse but devoted mm. with the amount because I have to back it to not just win on this race, but win when I've lost yeah. it. <laughs> 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 like, like, I, I, I'm the person not to listen to for this race. That yeah. is actually what I'll prefix this with. I would listen to, to Pete and BJ far more than myself because I, I just don't think me mentally I reckon I, I can get beaten by devoted again and just laugh about it one more time, you know, just laugh about it one more time and that's okay. Um, but if I'm tipping it for a railway, I've, I've got to be on here. And in, in a race where there's got to be a three-wide line as well. I think this map's more suitable than the Peters. I think I think the guru marked it shorter in the railway. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All in. Tell you what, if there is three scratchings in the railway, it's $14, $15. That is, that is wild. That is wild. But there won't be three scratchings, unfortunately. Uh, if we can get 350 devoted, I think it's almost party time. 
Guru, I'm, I'm with you. I'll be back in at 290. <laughs> but, but risk versus reward, um, the way I sort of did it all, I yeah, I simply think it has to probably drift. I think there's so many backwell horses. Yeah. Like, we haven't even discussed. Like, it's a Ray Day went up nearly 20 to one. Like, it's not going that badly. And it'll no. go better for the senior. It's drawn well. It's one for one. It won the Faritha over the 1400. Yeah. MTA is low flying. Like, that MTA is, is the one for me, I reckon. Super, super, super. Uh, let's Gallivant. Like, how we can't just forget Let's Gallivant. It's going to go around at 10, 11 dollars. It's just foolproof. It's drawn a map and it's a map horse. Like, Comes a time, we just said what it did. There has to be so- Minsk moment. I don't know what Minsk moment is, Pete. I hope you can tell us more about it, but it looks like it's got reasonable figures. Like, BJ, I'm telling you, we're going to see a, we're going to see a little uh, Daryl Drisky here. Yeah. Mm, hold fire. Right. I think, I, I think we are. As you said, there's, a, there's enough angles here to, to find probably quite a few of them. Um, how the track play is going to be key. And then, as you said, the two Eastern States horses, well, look, winning partner is going to need a lot of luck drawn wide. It will get back to probably last. But Mink's moment is the one that just seems to have a bit of versatility about it. Wasn't suited last start. Good splits to start before when dominant Geelong. Um, Good track as yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah. And it, it is interesting that they've not only brought the horse across, but it's been switched to Durant, which yep. makes me think that it's – Bit more tactical that might have been a longer term sort of plan with the uh, the colours as well. So yeah, well, I see Keith Biggs is yeah. the ownership and David Reed as well. Yeah, and, so. and Tony Patrizzi, Adam Durant's part of the ownership. Yeah, well, so um, yeah, yeah. This horse has actually been played, been put in some very good races. I think it ran yeah. in Coolmore as a three year old in mixed moment. So they've obviously ran in Group Company in the Brisbane winter. They've obviously got a opinion of the horse's quality. It was impressive at Geelong, and I, I feel as though the soft seven just just blew it out um, at Flemington last time. Yep. So yeah, gets a map. It's a tough race. Mm-hmm. I look. I, I don't think I'd be really heavily jumping in. I'm I'm team Billy ain't silly at this stage, but you know I wouldn't. The bloody rail. The what? The bloody rail. The rail. Oh. It's in your If they devoted his plunge, BJ, I'll have to look around it because if it starts two twenty, it means some of these other things are starting each way. Yeah, yeah that's, so. that's just, it's a yeah. great. You know, talk to me in the last three minutes and yep. ask me then. One hundred percent, I'm with you. Yeah, so if, if that's the case, and the horse I'm sort of angling towards is MTA, I think racing well, right, fourth right in, trade association, fourth in the Asian bow, can push forward, maybe even sit outside Billy. Yeah. Uh, Billy can take it and give a kick, take it into the race. MTA might just be could even end at one one if Starline yeah. pushes around and goes bros. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a, sometimes the Carbine Club can be a bit thin, a bit low on numbers. But this is a good one. Yeah, it's real good. Quality numbers? Oh. Too many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> um, yeah, it could could be the skinny quad. Skinny quad, you either stand out devoted and yeah. go brave, or you um, you take a few. All right, let's take a break, and we're going to have a chat to one of the friends, one of our friends, one of the friends of the podcast, Paul Huckle, PK Huckle, uh, longtime racehorse owner. He's finally got a runner on a big day in a big race, and we want to uh, just tap into some of that nerves and enthusiasm leading into the WA Guineas. Paul Huckle, part owner of All the King's Men, a real live chance in the WA Guineas. So let's bring in Paul and we'll, we'll have a chat to him. Fellas, we're all racehorse owners here, some 
um, with uh, more than others. But uh, we all know how hard it is to even have uh, have a runner, a winner. But uh, this gentleman who we're going to uh, bring into the show short, shortly has a runner in the Debway Guineas on Saturday. Live hope. Live hope. It's been a long journey. Uh, and he's actually just begun a long journey, actually, from Port Hedland to Ascot just for the race. Paul Huckle, welcome to the 1-1. Good afternoon, fellas. How is everyone? Very well, very well. All the better for, for speaking to you too, Hux. Now, you must be uh, fairly excited. I just said you're on the road. How long's the, uh, how long's the drive? Um, we've got two days. So, uh, yeah, we're doing about 900 k today, mate, and about the same tomorrow. So, yeah, left Port Edland at uh, five this morning, mate, uh, with the family and, uh, and Molly the Hound. And, uh, yeah, stopping over in Carnarvon tonight and then, uh, yeah, off to Perth uh, in the morning, mate. Jeez, that's a that's a reasonable old story. <laughs> I reckon I reckon it could be a nice little pot of gold waiting for you at the end. We've got to we've got to speak to you about your horse. Obviously, all the king's men. You've, uh, geez, you've been you've been involved in in racing for a long time. You've bred a bred. lot yourself. He's had a stallion. Um, obviously, I, I presume your biggest memory in racing to this point in time would be the when the slug went around favourite in a northern <laughs> race. Um, I, I presume when we, when we owned the slug together. I drove up there. <laughs> that was one of the most deflating drives of my life. I reckon it'd be weird. It'll be, it'll be feel longer than the two days you're uh, you're spending on the road oh, down here. But, uh, geez, you must be excited. No, mate, absolutely can't wait. It's, uh, it's been a huge thrill, you know, today. You know, it's... Uh, been unreal, and, uh, and Trevor and all the other owners might have been uh, have been great. Uh, I haven't been able to watch the horse live yet, so uh, so Saturday will be the first time, mate. So yeah, can't wait. Mate, I've always said Paul Huckle's worth at least a length of <laughs> being on tours as well. So oh, tell, tell you what, like he's, I think you've been generous there, mate. Uh, length and a half, I reckon. Actually, length and a half. But he, he's been stiff. I know he's only won three of his nine, but it really should. He probably should, should have won, won five. More, yeah. I reckon. Like yeah. he's been stiff. He's drawn wide. He's um, yeah, not not a lot has gone right in his career to date, and everyone's talking about Bustler as the next big thing. There was nothing between the two of them last start, was there? No, it wasn't, man. I think we, I think we almost gave Bustler, the, you know, the, the perfect mm. trial into that race, mate. So, and I think, like Trevor said, I think we'll, we we're a better horse uh, chasing. So, um, mate, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything goes right on Saturday. He gets a good crack at them, and uh, and it's a good race. Paul, the um. It was wasn't that long ago that uh, this particular horse was up for sale, um, with the potential yeah. of going to Hong Kong, and everyone was signed off on it. This is what was going down. The sale fell through, but I remember when uh, when the sale fell through, it was uh, the silver lining was that you could have a horse lining up in a WA Guineas in a few months' time, and and here he is. Yeah, no, but uh, I suppose everything happens for a reason, and. Uh yeah, we had an offer from Hong Kong. Uh, he was in the paddock. He'd only been in the paddock, I think, for a week or 10 days. And they pulled him out, put some shoes on him. He was sore. Uh, often been shod, mate. So, uh, obviously, failed the vet. Um, hence, um, yeah, back in, back in work. And then here we are getting ready for uh, certainly my biggest race, mate, that I've ever been involved in. So, um, yeah, certainly can't wait. Will so, we – sorry, Beige. Will, yeah. will we see tears if you win? If I touch your face, will there be water? <laughs> uh, there's every chance, mate. I do get emotional with racing, mate. I've owned a lot of horses over a lot of a long period of time now, without a lot of success. And so, uh, mate, I cherish, I cherish the wins, mate. And I, I love the game. So, um, it certainly has been a long journey, mate. A lot of horses, uh, bought a share in a stallion, and, and all that sort of stuff, mate. So, and that didn't quite go well. So, yeah, no, mate. I, uh, Certainly in it for the enjoyment of it, and I uh, can't wait for Saturday. 
Paul, just just on that, the um, it was only recently that you had a runner go to Northern. You the stable was confident, everyone was confident, and it's fair to say it, it, the horse didn't perform anywhere near expectations, and and you were pretty close to to you know to throwing <laughs> throwing it all, throwing it all in with racehorse ownership. It can it can, it can turn quickly. Oh, that's right. I'll be there. The horses were for sale. The farm was for sale. Everything was for sale. On the <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of excuses came out of the race, and, and, and Puffer was great. He said, "Oh, let's try this, try that," and uh, and uh, and then yeah, came out second start and went, and went enormous, mate. So uh, yeah, he's back in the paddock now, and um, yeah, he's an exciting proposition as well. Stop dreaming. Stop dreaming, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So, Paul, just for the listeners' sake, where where actually are you right now while we're recording this uh, this interview? Uh, mate, I'm somewhere between Nanyutara and the Coral Bay Turner on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I've just gone past the RSCS uh, Highway Landing Strip. Uh, so if any of you out there know, you know this part of the world, you know, you know roughly where I am. <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, it, mate we're, just, we're, so, we're so excited. Uh, Terry and I and Peter are so excited for you to uh, have this moment, have a WA Guineas runner after everything that you've been through, uh, the trials and tribulations of racehorse ownership and, um, and to yeah, you're, you're heading down with your family. You're going to be on course to watch all the Kings Band race for the very first time. And, uh, mate, we'll be, we'll be cheering for you, that's for sure. I uh, certainly can't wait, guys. And, uh, no, and uh, no, I love the show and uh, can't wait to, to listen to the entirety uh, tomorrow, mate, on the Friday drive from Carnarvon down to Perth, mate. So... <laughs> <laughs> You'll need to do the trip twice to listen to the whole show, probably. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The longer the better, lads, so don't trim it up. <laughs> Very good. Hey, Haku, uh, best of luck. Safe drive. We'll catch up with you the races on yeah, Saturday, I, I, but uh, we're all we're all uh, rooting for all the Kings, Ben. I can't wait to have a beer uh, with you, mate. Brilliant, no, thanks so much, mate. It's been a long time coming, and uh, yeah, it's been a time to have a beer. Good luck. Good on you, Paul. Thanks, lads. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7, the Sky Racing WA Guineas Group 2, half a million dollars. Set weights over the 1,600 metres Bustler versus Amelia's Jewel. Uh, uh, is there a third and fourth and potentially a fifth wheel in the Guineas, gentlemen? Well, I think there has to be. I think we're seeing a few of these horses just timing their career peaks or, you know, upward spirals, if you like, at the right time. I think the obvious for me is Lyndon Lady. Mm. Lyndon Lady, one of two fillies in the race. Two pistol. Fillies. And uh, right trainers, right jockey, right maps. And Shades. Wrong colours. Yeah. <laughs> wrong colours? Or are they the right yeah, colours? That's right. Um, from Tiger Land. Dun, 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 dun. Fat splits last start. Like it. You know, I've got it marked 10. Um, there'll be Team Bustler. Uh, in fact, uh, shout out to my good friend Toby Dunn, who's Team Bustler. And I'm Team Amelia's Jewel. And we might have dinner at a fine Perth establishment on the line. So first past the post, we'll see what happens. 
You, how long ago did you make that bet? About five, six weeks. It was before. Uh, yeah, before. So if you, lose, if you lose, it's what? Coco's. And if he loses, it's what? Oh, no. Maccas? You know, it's <laughs> Toby's mum. Toby's mum's yeah. cooking, aren't <laughs> If I win, it's KFC. Like, that, that's it. Like, we're just going all you can eat. Uh, <laughs> Good luck to a fella in Kalgoorlie as well, who's uh, last leg of a multi with three horses from over east. I'm actually going to read out the names, and this is highly impressive. $20 bet. Um, Here we go. $20 multi, which I know he's going to lay a little bit off because he's got it going for a fortune. In Secret in the Coolmore Stud. Ooh. Surefire in the Lexus Stakes. Ooh. Gold Trip in the Melbourne Cup. Goodness. Final leg at 2,800 to one is Bustler in WA Guineas. So... There you go. So good luck. I won't, I won't mention him in case he doesn't want people knocking on his door, but good luck to uh, whoever you are. To our Calgary <laughs> man. So, um, yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, one thing I want to say about Neville's runners, they've all slowed down a little bit. Have you noticed that? Yeah, in their recent features, just a, just a little bit. Um, Mr. Kova, Yara Lee were poor. Obviously, Vampire played, didn't perform to its standard. Um, have they peaked? I'm not. I'm not saying they have. I'm just, just, just speculating on which stables are sort of peaking at the right time because that's all part of the. It's part I think of sometimes, game, yeah. as I said earlier in the show, sometimes you push push these horses through these tough programs. So you're asking a lot of young horses at a lot, at a period of time. But it feels like Bustler has been very meticulous that with with the Guineas and potentially the Northerly in mind. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of. I know it's obviously not a filly, but it does remind me a lot of KC. Just in terms of it's yeah. being exposed and slower run races, it's difficult when you're looking at the data. How good is it? Where's it ceiling? But it's got that tactical ability to sit there on speed. So you know, if it gets in with a low weight into a Norvely or or even drops down to a Gold Rush, it could well cause a. It's got a lot of runoff, strength, so. isn't it? Tactical yeah. speed. It's got turn of foot and it's got determination, which yep. we saw in Spades last start when it just was just like I'm not getting beaten today. He yeah. jumped first the other day yeah. as well. He could have settled. Well, he could have let him probably if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So only problem for him is that Amelia's jewel has come back with a PB first up and sort of spiraled again second up in what looks like in both runs, like it has a heap of fitness to come just in terms of the sectionals it's been reeling off over the last 400, 200 in particular. And she's still improved on what I've been looking at since her first prep. Do you, do you consider the fact that she's also had two world perfects, both runs? No. I know your last start was in a hotly run race. That's so always going to increase the figures from what I understand of the figures. Um, and she had the back of the eventual winner. So that's a world perfect. And then first up, Paddy's had her on the hot rail, peeled out to the back of Snowdome, and then got in a cl- You know what I mean? You could not get a more perfect But she run. still had to run. Oh, yeah. Okay. She still had to run. And there. she did it. And that's the key thing. The fact she did it off like what was clearly like you go through, you break down the sectional splits going through the line. She's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just that real sort of gas out late. Like she was still finding the line and still actually attacking and wanting to win. Despite not having that fitness on her side, and it wasn't her grand final. Yeah, too. I think I think so this looks like one of those horses that has been properly tuned up. And again, like whether or not she's still one run away, I guess that's the query here. I'm not advocating you, you back her. I mean, what price do I have? Two twenty. I've got it. I've actually got a three dollars bet. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, well, not backing her. It's funny, isn't it? How I sometimes sound like I'm knocking a yeah. horse. I've got her two dollars ninety. Yeah. So, so it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to two seventy yeah. if we're yeah, going to no, show our cards. No, yeah. It's more. I see the two twenty, and again, that's all the two fifteen with most agencies now. And I go, well, what's that's a bit no well the yeah. punters want to know what you're what you're yeah. looking for right so in your mind she's had she's had she, every, she's, she's, had she's every, been yep. suited right and then you're thinking well why am i going to be taking 
220 when she's been suited, rah, 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 and when you could be looking elsewhere and doing other things. If I had a gun so, in my head and had to pick a horse to run for my life in the race, it would be Amelia's jewel. Mm. But I just I feel like at that price we, where we can sort of look at shopping elsewhere, Pete. Yeah. Look, if Santorio drew a gate, I would have been oh, all over Santorio yeah. mm. in this race. He just looks like he's just – I love the run against the older horses there last start. Cold, he's already he's running the distance. For a fair push well, exactly. It was just – you know, it wasn't necessarily suited versus the day – but it just seems to have that strength in running. I think they'll probably ride him cold, I imagine. You reckon? Yeah. I thought with Man Crush drawn on his outside, and I know Luke's still they're still going to go forward on Man Crush. So I thought they'd look to come across, follow Man Crush across, because I think it jumps just as well as Man Crush and sort of either tuck in or breeze. And he looks a tough bugger. Yeah. In saying that, he won his first couple or race from like backish. First yeah. couple from backish as well. So, uh, and then also the point of difference there is with, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on the tactical battle with the three favourites drawn right next to each other is. Perhaps there could be some something said for a three wide line while they're all in traffic being – just that's my, how the race might pan <laughs> how out many times advantageous we've seen, line. We've seen that so many times over the last it, few exactly weeks. Right. The horse one out, one back, gets blocked for a run by the horse three wide, no cover, and then can't get out. Exactly Hello, right. Vampire play. And, and yeah. it's, it's Paul Harvey. Happens a, lot, happens a yeah. lot. Paul Harvey drawn outside of um, Stevie Parnham and Paddy Carberry. He will know where those two are at all times. Yep. And good luck trying to get out if Paul Harvey wants. He'll probably throw his own race to you in so no. i think so i think santorio goes forward so and i, I so also I. think that all the kings i know huckle and connections even pontiff after the last race thought that maybe uh in a perfect world he settles behind bustler and gets last crack at him my opinion is he needs to be in front of both bustler and amelia's jewel on saturday to have his best chance of winning i agree all the king's men yeah yeah there's no, geez, what I saw the other day, there's not much between old Bustler and all the Kings, man. There isn't, no, but I'm like, in, in terms of like strength, closing speed at the end of a mile, I would suggest he'd want to be off and gone, giving them something to giving them something to chase. Yeah. Fascinating little tactical battle. It'd be a good it's race. Be ripper, It'd yeah. be a good race not to have uh, have a bet in, but yeah. that's highly unlikely, I mean, I'd look, suggest, Peter. My, my two overlays are Santoria and Lyndon Lady, so I'll have something on those and then just see what happens. But- I'm expecting Amelia's jewel to to improve sharply on what we've seen so far this prep and really sort of stamp herself. I hope so anyway, because you, you want to see uh, as good as Bustler is, I think he's it's a small nagging query for me that is almost end of prep. Interesting. You've got a knack of picking that as well. I remember we were speaking to Gareth on Monday and you told me you thought my Bella Mays run was an end of prep run. Yeah. I thought, what have you what have you seen that I haven't? Yeah. What have you seen that I haven't? She's actually going the window bottom. Yeah. I know. We'll, I saw we'll that. Find, yeah. we'll, find, we'll find out, won't we? It's very, very interesting. That I mean, that's a. Which they're going to need. They're going to need a rider too. You've got yeah. a crack, don't you? That's a huge like, first preparation, isn't it? I mean, wow. Jeez, I can't remember a horse that's done that in my lifetime. It's a big. Tash might have to get on the blower to him, not when your people can make that weight. Yeah. It could be a little Tash faithful job, maybe. Well, she seems pretty push button for the most part. You know, has some level of yeah. gate speed. Jay McNaught might get the get the call up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, big opportunity wherever he gets it. Though. It's a great, and, and yeah. again, we will talk about the winter bottom in well next week. But what an added little element to that race! You got the eastern horses, yeah. you got the old boys, you've got Elite Street, Miss Kentucky, you got this will test you. Um, and now you're talking about a, Kiss, a, a Kiss gun little three is coming back to go around as well. So. It's going to the winter bottom. Yeah, some horses are going to miss start. Miss Kentucky, yeah. no, not Miss Kentucky. Some of these will miss a run. Yeah, this yeah. will test you. Might be lucky at one last start. Some of those horses that have been scrambling into the. Um, uh, the Prince of Wales and the Colonel Reeve, they're going to get the boot. So. Yeah. I don't know if um, K 
cash away and I might not get a start then. I thought you were going to go with material witness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brad actually messaged me that joke the other day saying um, they're obviously just giving it a blowout before the winter bottle because it's gone. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'd steal that one from Mr. McManus. Um, what are your, what are your, what can you steal? Oh, what are you thinking here? If, if any of the favourites win at their current prices, I'm not too perturbed. I, all the King's Men is now creeping out. So I'm six eighty. All the King's Men at seven bucks, seven fifty. So I'm not not backing it at that price. And mentally, I'll, I'll feel like a winner because um, I love Paul Luckle, and, mm. and it will be. I feel like that's a, a saver that doesn't cost me any money, you know. PJ. Yeah. So, um, but if if the other two get belted and start too short, Nick creeps out to eleven dollars. I, I I can't justify a huge price gap between it and in Bustler, um, especially when I expect a really a really savvy Paul Harvey. Uh, Paul Harvey. Pohavi, Kamra, Pohavi in running. So, but look, the way I'm going, I think there's a completely forgotten horse here. And I again surprised myself when I did this race and, and found this horse. Started favourite all career starts to date. And we're judging Bustler or if it runs against the older horses. Pete, where it beats Sweet Tea and Miss Vasari, who are. I think they're both just battlers, to be honest with you. I swear to God's come out, beat Written Matter, who has come out and won extremely well at its following start. It was then held up basically the entirety of the straight. Went well backed to beat Rockinori above the peg, big screen. Well, that's a better 72 plus. So that's even better than the same Toro form, I think, where it beat Try For Us. Um, still at El Lago, it was in that race. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't see how this horse is now 20 bucks. I, I think it's just been completely and utterly forgotten. It's got better gate speed than those drawn under it. It'll come across. It'll let Santorio. It'll let Snowdome. It'll let Man Crush go. Probably lands in fourth. Um, I don't think Lactar's ridden it all that well, to be honest with you. So I really like Sean O'Donnell going on in a in a feature race. And um, for me, it was just it was a simple each way bet. Um, I, this could run seventh after the race. If any of the favourites win, I won't feel like I've missed anything. Mm. Like this just backed itself. I think it's just. I think it's for some reason. It's just been completely and utterly dismissed and forgotten. And it's, yeah, for me, it maps maps very well. And it's. I think, it's I think the, big, this point in the big knock on him is strength at the end of a mile. Yeah. So I, I had a query oh, over four. He looks. He looks. But, yeah. And he looks superb. He was up and he looked ready to go. Beautiful. He, he looks beautiful superb. Horse. Beautiful. Yeah. He looks yeah. superb at the end of that. Um. At the fourteen hundred. So, um. I guess. We'll find out on Saturday, but easy bet for me. I was around six, seven dollars, so twenty bucks each way, eighteen dollars now, seventeen dollars each way, something on that. Mm. Runs last. I, I still feel like I've placed the right bet. Won't know. It'll win. She uh, was Amelia's jewel is uh, she's super short now, isn't she? Yeah. Do you think I there's going to be much adjustment? Any adjustment there? Yeah, what do you think she'll do, Pete? Yeah. She, she seems to get absolutely walloped every time she um, goes to the racetrack. And, and I've, yeah, I've seen the figures. It looks like that's probably going to be the case now. Is, is this bare bones for her? Or, or does she, is there a chance she starts in the high? She doesn't get to a 1.99 on the exchange or something, does she? So I try and do two prices, set of prices for every race. So I try and do a market prediction and then what my odds are i've mm. got the market prediction at one dollar ninety five wow wow well, which you know like sometimes that means you're getting seven dollars bustler by jump probably yeah exactly yeah yeah well five sixty market prediction i've actually got in mark seven if you're backing any horse besides amelia's jewel you're probably best off just yeah. holding fire aren't you? Yeah, if, if she's so. she's currently taking out what 45 percent of the book if she ends up taking 55 plus you go from 125 percent down to 100 percent bet fair market yeah, you're going to be fairly stiff. Yeah. If you're going to back yeah. a horse like Snowdome, you might get $28 yeah, by the yeah. time they the, – well, the Even, even sweat, sweat to God, God. $17 yeah. now. I, I think that's a tremendous price, but 
Jesus, I reckon, like, I'm going to be back in it late, so I'm going to be hoping it, it's 22, 24. Squeeze is so. going to be on in it. Like, That's a thing. You know, your St. Orios, your Linden ladies. Yep. You, want, you, you yeah. won't even have to have that much on. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cracking. So you like Amelia's jewelry? Oh, I, I think Amelia's it's just the price. Yeah. yeah. If that yeah. 270 was still available. Yeah. Well, if you've got a 270, BJ, you think it's yeah. only going to win about 40 odd percent of the time. That's right. Actually, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I come a winker sometimes. The, um, sometimes. The Guineas is a good shaping race for the Nordley too as well. Mm. If we see a dominant winner, it's going to it's going to turn that market upside down as well. Or so. even the Gold Rush as well. You know, yeah. the horses opting to go up or back and yeah. Before we move on, the little tactical battle, what are we expecting? Amelia's <laughs> Jewel to be the last of the three. Yeah. I, I've got her back in 10th still. That's yeah. the thing because there's so much speed from out wide. I don't think just because she's got four or five, sorry. I think a lot of people go, oh, she'll land in fifth. I, I think she'll probably just in three wide line, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, potentially, 100%. Like there is a lot of speed coming across from out wide. All those ones we've mentioned, plus even Santa Bray might roll forward. Um, swear to God's on her outside. Uh, underneath her, Lord Gannicus, Demolish. Um, they're both showing really good gate speed. So- They've all got to find their spots naturally. She's just she's going to end up in the back five or yep. six, I think. So yeah, yep. if there's some strength in the three wide line to draw, draw and she ends up there and drags into the race and watch out, watch out. Yeah, yep. good second. I swear to God. All right, good guineas. Looking forward to that one. The railway's coming up, and we had a uh, we've had a pre-recorded chat with. Summer Dixon, she's been training for not only five, uh, not even not even five years yet. She's got one of the favourites in the uh, in the railway stakes. So, Carly's Karma's trainer, Summer Dixon. Absolute pleasure to be welcoming Summer Dixon to the one one summer uh, big weekend ahead. You're settling up Carly's Karma in the railway stakes. How is the uh, how is the big mare ahead of the uh, one point five million dollar Group One Saturday? Quite an introduction. I feel like I'm famous now. I have a horse like Carly in the stable. She's um, no, she's she's well. She's really good in herself. So, yeah. So um, I can't I can't fault the horse. So, you know, we're we're very happy with her coming in this Saturday. It's the what's the overwhelming emotion? It must be like quite surreal. Like when you got Carly's calm, she was always highly talented. We always knew she. Uh, well, had a degree of ability, but mm. the difference between having a degree of ability and winning a couple of Saturday races to being a, in my mind, more than a live chance in a railway stakes. Do you go into the race, honestly, do you go into the race excited or are you absolutely shitting yourself? <laughs> oh, I think I, there's a lot of emotions going through my mind at the moment. You know, um, there was a lot of pressure put on me, really, since the horse first came into the stable. You know, she trialled and there was sort of a lot of headlines and talk about her just from a trial. Um, yeah, she is a sensational horse, but I did get the horse only coming from winning a class three midweek. Mm-hmm. She did place in, um, you know, in that one listed race, but you know, there wasn't, you know, I'm not folding the horse. She's an absolutely sensational animal that since the day dot from having the horse, um, I've already had a world of pressure put on me to fulfill this big journey that she is what she is. So I don't really feel too much more pressure than what I already have from the get go of having the horse. So you know, she's she really makes me look good. You know, she's she goes to the races, doesn't do much behind the scenes. She's she's a lazy bugger, to be honest. She's very intelligent, probably one of the smartest horses. I'm fortunate enough to be training, let alone you know, like saying that I'm taking her to the railway on Saturday. So yeah, no, there's there's a lot of emotion. I there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears uh, behind the scenes. So we can assure you that you know, there's a lot of work that goes into all my horses. So 
Um, even knowing that the other horses, they're not ready for a railway, they still get a, a hell of a lot of work put into them as well. So we're just treating this race like it's any other race because we, we can only do our best. And uh, we've done our best every start, and that's what I endeavour to do is take the horses to the races on Saturday in the best possible condition that I possibly can. Summer, <clears throat> when, when you received the, the horse uh, mid-year, I'm assuming, um, what was the, uh, not, not so much the instructions, but what was the vibe from, from the ownership about where that, what they expected from you? You're talking about pressure. What they expected from you, what they expected, what, what level did they expect the horse to rise how, to? How many group ones did they yeah, change you to win? Because I'm, I'm assuming, you know, that, I'm assuming I'm, they're thinking like Jungle Miss, Jungle Dawn type races with her, right? But now all of a sudden, you know, you're in a railway. I'm so fortunate, you know, these, the owners, they've just been just been a breath of fresh air. They have been so supportive of every movement with this horse from the day that she came into the stable. There hasn't been any questions about, you know, gear that I put on the horse or why she's in that race or, or anything. They've really made my life easy and that's probably why the horse is solely performing so well as well because everything is, we've had no bumps. We've just been smooth sailing. We're all, we're all a team and... We're all just so excited to have a horse that's going out there and and just running above average. So, um, you know, I obviously got the horse because there was a problem. You know, unfortunately, she did have a bleed um, for her last her start before uh, me taking her. So, obviously, I'm very wary of that. And I probably have a bit of a reputation for having older horses that have problems like bleeding and, and things like that. Obviously, she's not old. She's only a five-year-old, but... Um, you know, so, but no, the donors have been really great. And when I, I said to them, you know, let's nominate for the railway, they were sort of, they were just whatever. If I thought we were good enough to go on the railway, that was good enough for them to put the nomination to be in the railway. So, um, and the horse came out and I don't think when she won second up over 1400 like that, when she just sort of, she just sort of went past them in a canter. Mm-hmm. I remember standing there watching the race and, I thought, bloody hell, someone don't get too confident. She's got a, a bad diarrhea. You know, she's her work was average. She's lazy, you know. <laughs> and then uh, I'm I'm standing there in this big crowd. I can barely even barely even see her. I just hear the speakerphone, and uh, there were so many people at Ascot, and everyone was. I felt like I had half of Ascot on my team, and it was just so overwhelming to be walking into the mounting yard saying that I was the one leading that horse in. Um, so. For her to come out and the Lucia as well, and she's against all odds. I had a lot of people doubt her and not think she would uh, run a good race with the weight handicap conditions. But you know, she she came out there that day. She she was really set to run for three weeks apart. Um, it was very unfortunate that we didn't get a start in the Asian Bowl, but we good horses have to overcome things, and that's exactly what she did. She went out there four weeks later, and she got beat by a nose by a very good horse. And I was just so proud to be leading her in that day, even though she might have second written on her, she's still one of my eyes. And no matter what she does on that day, I know she's going to do a winning performance. Did you did you saddle her up in the listia thinking that she could win, honestly win someone? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. uh, I, I didn't really understand it when I could hear more wait for age. I'm like, yeah, but look at the sectionals in the race. I said, She's the only horse in the field that ran those sectionals with 58 and a half kilos on her back to start beforehand. So I wasn't really sure what uh, sectionals they were looking at when they were trying to put a line through her name. But I didn't mind because I know what the horse does and I know how she's feeling. And I was, uh, you know, I just, just such a trier. You, you put her, 
for the horse. She's so complacent. You can put her anywhere in the field. She just drops, drops a bit and she relaxes. She knows where the finish line is. She knows what her job's out there for. And, you know, like, I can't, I can't get her much happier and I can't spoil her much more. So <laughs> we're, um, yeah, no matter what she does, I know she's going to just run her heart out. And if she runs her heart out, then she's always going to run a good race. I know you would have been a little bit disappointed not to get the chockies in the in the lee steer, but you probably the way it sort of worked out, she now gets into the railway. Uh, she gets enough points to get into the railway. She's on the minimum. Looking back at that, are you sort of a little bit happy with the way that uh, that photo finish has panned out? Otherwise, she, she'd probably be close to top weight here. I suppose when I was in the lee my first feelings is I felt I should have a little bit mixed emotions because, you know, when a horse wins, you, you find you get all these messages and all these people congratulate you. And But I didn't. I didn't win. I ran second. And I was like, oh, shit, I hope I haven't let so many people down. Like that. I'm really competitive and I'm the biggest competitor on myself. There's no one that would ever feel feel a loss more than I would. Um, you know, so initially I suppose I was, I was upset that we didn't win, but I was still so proud of the horse. Um, and it kind of took 24 hours to, to really sink in about what this horse had, had already done for me and our owners. So, um, but, you know, after, after it all panned out and, you know, obviously we got to the railway in the minimum, I was over the moon. I was just always had it in the back of my mind of what if we don't get a start, you know, um, because that did happen in the Asian Bow being emergency one. Um, so, but, to, but now that we're in there on the minimum with only 53 kilos, you know, that's, as you said, it, it probably probably was the ideal situation. Yeah, it's, it's worked out perfect. And the barrier draw was held on Tuesday afternoon. Um, you sort of have to be happy with the gate as well. Yeah, I should come in the barrier seven with the emergency. So, um, perfect, really. Mm. I didn't really want to be um, stuck on the fence somewhere. I have a feeling if people are going to want to keep me in. So, good luck to them. Hopefully, I was sitting <laughs> on the outside of them. You can wash my chestnut horse. Yeah, one thing I've found, uh, obviously, <laughs> she's, obviously she's gone in, incredible since um, she's gone to your stable. She's a she's a different horse, but she's like the last two starts ridiculous. She's jumping incredibly well. Like before Buster Bash came into this race, you probably were it probably wasn't an impossibility. You could have led this if you wanted to. Um, is there any anything you can attribute down to her? I guess improved barrier manners. Uh, you know she she doesn't actually have bad barrier manners. She's not nasty or naughty or anything like that. She's, she's, I don't think people understand how big this horse is. Mm. She's a, how, big is she? a, how big is she, Summer? Uh, she had almost a 17 hands. Yeah. She's um she's a big girl. Like she, You put her next to another horse in the stable. and For example, my other horse, Karajini Aurora, she's, she's very solid and she's not um, as tall, but she makes her look like it's her fault, mm. you know, when Carly's standing beside her. So, yeah, there's a lot of presence about her, and she's just one of those horses. She doesn't like being in small areas. She doesn't like being in small areas in the tie-ups, and she delights having making sure she's got a nice big bay on the truck. Um, and I suppose when you've got a lot of sound effects and things going on and you're going into the gates and you're about to jump out, probably got every right to be a little bit overwhelmed, and I wouldn't change it for the world. She's uh, she's She knows her job. She's excited to get out there and, and do it, and if she wants to jump out of the barriers, and so be it. So um, I don't think there's any improvement there. It's not like the horse is refusing to go in the barriers or anything like that. She's, um, you know, she's, she, she is who she is and I'm so grateful for it. You're sounding super confident 
Some are super confident. Yeah, I, I love love I'm it. enjoying it now, and which is quite incredible. The the belief that you have in your, in the horse, but also yourself. I'm just looking at your record here. You your first season of training was 2018, 2019. You've only been training for like officially anyway for for five years, and here we are. You got a um, you got a big chance in the uh, in one of our greatest races on Saturday. Yeah, but I'm just just so grateful to have the horse on the stable. As I said, the owners have been. I couldn't ask them to be any better than what they are. They've been terrific and, you know, we're as confident as we can be. Unfortunately, when the gates open, you don't know what's going to go out, go on out there. But no matter what she comes on Saturday, um, she's, she's still a winning horse in my eyes and it's, uh, it's not her finale. There'll be a lot more races that she'll be winning. Very good. Summer, uh, best of luck in the railway stakes with Carly's Karma on Saturday. Tremendous story for the horse, yourself, the, your family, the whole situation. The, the, um, and, uh, yeah, to have a young trainer such as yourself um, in line you know, with the live railway stakes chance is a great story for West Australian racing. So all the best. Thank you so very much. Thanks, Summer. Thanks, Summer. Thanks. Here we are, gents. It's the... First $1.5 million Group 1 Railway Stakes, one of our most famous races here in Western Australia. Sponsored by Furphy. Um, handicap, we've got the, the, the – it's just been such a build-up to this race. Just not only with the field taking shape, the dramas last weekend, Search and Rocks, Buster Bash winning their way into the field, Alaskan God, is he going to get in, is he not? Um, devoted, missing out. Uh, there's been a lot of stories going into this race and uh, here we are with the final field. We've got Resort Man, our top weight, 57. We've got a splattering of runners there off the minimum, but the, uh, the most eyes will be on the horses on the minimum, I suspect, with Alaskan God, uh, the current favourite. Carly's coming. We just spoke to Summer Dixon. Has to be a live chance. And uh, Tricks of the Trade, Colin Webster, Troy Turner, um, third in the Asian bow. They seem to be the three horses shaping the market at the moment, Guru. Yeah, I think let's start from the uh, beginning here. Pistol with a, a speed map. Um, Buster Bash leads, Mara, Chino, Breeze. Yep, I think so. Search and Rocks kicks up from the inside, tries to hold leaders back. Carly's Karma drifts across, one out, one back. Don't know what they do with Comfort Me. Did I try and roll the dice and hope uh, for a spot? I think yes, they probably end up, don't they? Basically, said they're going to do that. Yeah. Okay. And then which what? they did last year, and you lobbed one, one. Yeah. Yeah. Real good gate speed, Comfort Me, and that's that's helpful. If there is a gap there at some point, Peter can can slot him in. But otherwise, you think he leads up a three wide line? Yep. Mm-hmm. With last of the line behind him. Yep, would have thought so. Yep, and Treasured Star, ideally, that's what Pike would be thinking behind him, potentially wedging Alaskan God in. How, how far back, when you do the map and you, you sum it all up, how far back did you have Alaskan God? Yeah, back three, four. Yeah. Yeah. You only had a couple behind it at yeah. best. And, and Notorious One, God has chosen. Possibly Treasured Star if they really ride it negatively. Yeah. But as you said, I think Pike will be alert early and just looking at what Last of the Line does. And I think that'll probably be the horse that he's trying to tag and just take him into the exactly three wide right. line. So. I, I think you'll be aware if he follows Alaskan God into the race, he's he's probably not getting yeah. past Alaskan God. Yeah. You know, but his way of beating Alaskan God is either having a head start or, or holding him in himself and getting the momentum going. So, um, fascinating, fascinating railway stakes in that point of view. How big a kick does Buster Bash gives? I don't think he's going to win the race, but him, him and Maricino probably hold a key for a horse like Carly's Karma, for a horse like Search and Rocks. Um, because if they give nice big kicks into the straight and Carly and searching can be off and going, mm-hmm. it makes it really hard for horses that are out the back. If they don't give a big kick and comfort me or last of the line or whoever leads up the three-wide line, 
gives the cart into the race and there's a blanket across the track and think regal power yeah. railway type thing i don't think any of them hold out alaskan god from that position um I, I think it'll probably get to the outside and and off they go but I don't know. I, I feel the way Buster and Maricino are racing, they're both going to give you reasonable kicks into it. So. I think it just depends what they do in the mid-race. Mm. If they give themselves a chance to come up for air or if it's just, yeah, sometimes in the railway you can just they can get a bit excited, can't they? Handlebars down in the mid-race um, and then they then by that stage they're hitting the wall, sort of turning for home. But um, the battle were early as well with Comfort Me coming across. Carly's will be looking for a spot. Searcher and Rocks won't want to be too far away. They want to use one. So there's going to be pressure early. And as they sort themselves out, does that does that fire up? Buster Bash get him keen rolling. Um, just feels like high pressure the entire. So yep. um, and for me that means that they're going to have to they're going to have to hit a wall at some stage on, on speed horses. That's what we want yeah. to see as well in a railway stakes. We want to see a high pressure yeah. railway stakes. You know, like I, I'm I'm with Carly's Karma. Um, from the map I've just spoken about, if, if Carly's drew poorly, if Carly's drew 20 and Treasured Star drew um, where I have Carly's at the moment landing, I probably would have gone the other way around. So it, it's very much speed map um, orientated for me. I just think you run this race a few times, you get a few different results with luck of the draw and whatnot. I look at the three-wide line. If it is Comfort Me leading him up, I don't think it's going as well as it has been. So if Maricino can kick Comfort Me out, that gives um, Carly the opportunity. I also think listening to Summer and it was really interesting you they don't want to get pushed across to the fence mm. if Search Rocks isn't as quick um, and end up with a big horse stuck in traffic. So, um, yeah, so many storylines with, within a storyline mm. here. I mean, at, we've we've obviously discussed how deep our set are. We don't really know. Ironclad is, looks to be absolutely fine. Pete and your, I reckon you could tell us a lot more about that horse. He's um, a real he's a the real weekend. Well, I love the – well, I spoke to, to Miles, who does the Eastern States form, um, obviously more than I do, and he said that Cranbourne Cup was probably of a higher – um, class race and a listed race. Yep. It doesn't do it justice. Um, I watched the replay from the wide gate. It's jumped first couple, but restrained to like a 10 length last, like nowhere near them last. They so went that's, mad up front in that race. Yeah, and then found a little bit of trouble in the straight. So that's that's the type of flashing lights run where you go, dearie me. And I see, I just noticed the MP Barker yep. in the uh, ownership group. You're uh, your housemate. Yep. He looking after, who's looking after? Fran. Fran, uh, Fran had to be. I wouldn't say put down. No, we had a, a rebirthing ceremony. So she was um, cremated back to the earth and when she came and it's now a star child. <laughs> we should let everyone know Fran's Pete's plant, by oh, the yeah, way. No, yeah. <laughs> For those who weren't listening 23 episodes ago, yeah. we were discussing <laughs> Fran, Fran's just a plant. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, not just a plant. Oh, dear. It's, it's a plant. Yeah. It's no, no black phone sort of stuff going on. <laughs> no. But. No, dearie me. But um, – <laughs> Anyway, uh, BJ, you're in, I presume you're in the Alaskan God camp. Uh, I am firmly Alaskan God, must win, pay for some school fees, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, to, good luck to you, by the way. I know you've uh, you've been keen for a while and you've got some good futures prices and I know a few of the lads, Latham and um, a few of the other fellas do. So so good luck, um, good luck to you. It's very hard, like I don't, I'm not a big futures man like like you, you are, but it's very hard when you're, to not have the blinkers on when you're so, so committed. But I'll, I'll have to talk to you off air about what to do to cover your bases in that regard, because you're the uh, the expert when it comes to all that sort of stuff. But I think it's it, it is you, your judgment does get clouded. very clouded when you're trying to assess a race when you know there's a result that you desperately want to unfold. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't really need to if if you aren't as confident or you think it's going to go around slightly under your odds or you want to protect your investment. I I wouldn't suggest backing another horse because there's ten other chances. Mm -hmm. um, you just simply lay off. 
you know, hope it starts as it does. I, I, I'm interested, Pete, what you think this market does later. I've made a call, and it might be a big one, seeing as it's it's double the price. I've made the call that I think Carly's Karma could start favourite. So my initial gut instinct, based on what I'd seen, was uh, Tricks of the Trade would start favourite. Okay. Um, okay. Just, just they do like the, the the data bots like to come for horses that are going to race closer to the speed. Yeah, and I think that's that horse seems to find a perfect spot. I, I think both with Tricks and with Alaskan God, they're showing over the last two hundred meters they are spot on. Mm. Like they are really ready to play. So I know, I know they don't maybe have the the real top end exposed top end of a few of the other rivals, but. They look for every every bit like they're going to to find their peak on this day, um, but I mean, how much edge is there at the moment? Tricks of the trade, I can get into around the four dollar mark. Oh, Alaskan God, I probably would have high fours, low fives on the day. Carly's come around eight to nine. Ironclad, I've got you know nine to ten. So outside of that, there's just a few others that much bigger prices that are a slight overs, but I'm not sure there's a huge amount of value. Um, look, I, I'm happy to, to stick with Tricks of the Trade on top. I won't be surprised if anything else finds a better run in transit and knocks me off, mm. but it and Ironclad are the, the two best for me. I think they're just both going to sit midfield, one off the fence or three wide. They can blend into the race and, you know, made the best horse win. So that's the way I'm playing the race. Mm-hmm. BJ? Uh, Alaskan God. Blinkers on. Um, do like what I've seen from Ironclad. Went back and watched some of his uh, Morpherville wins. Yeah, and the Got Bendigo real, was I good I think he won well. his first four races in Australia when he lobbed here. Yeah, and then and he lost his issues, way a little bit. Had yeah. issues in that yeah. second preparation. Obviously came back and won well. Was yeah. racing the Goodwood, which um, wasn't suitable given the, the map on that day. And then- you know, it was good in the Lynn Lithgow yeah. first up as well. That was not suited versus a day behind Old Flame. And that was a, a pretty nice sort of blow out the cobweb sort of run there at Flemington. If he wasn't off seven days, I think I think there'd be a lot of more. I think that's just that. It's just an unknown, isn't seven it? Seven day yeah. travel. Yeah. But in terms of, he just feels like a railway prospect. And I think no, not many horses are racing better than a resort man at the moment. Yeah. From one. It's just about to say. Like he's, he's, again, it's the barrier one thing for me. But if he's, because I'm $12, $13 resort man. If, if the inside's off, it's out, just leave, forget yeah. about it. But the inside's, the inside pad's playing nicely. I'll definitely be chopping out at 20 yeah. to 1. Yeah, what have I got? Uh, so, 13, I think. Yeah, 13. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. he's um, yeah, he's got super, isn't he? Yeah, and he proved last start that he can win. Oh, sorry, two starts ago that he can win underneath horses. He doesn't have to be three deep, no cover. So barrier one can be a positive here. Cheesy was playing well. He was just attacking the line with yep. such ferocity in the Listia. And you go, oh, he has to carry time. top weight. It's only a two kilo swing on Carly's karma. Yeah, yeah and, that's all he, it is. and he's carrying. He's performing well carrying those weights and running figures with those weights. Yep. Yep. Anyway, set weights and penalties and. Wait for age, so I'm I think bit, he's a live chance. Yeah. I'm a bit disappointed God has chosen isn't 60s. I reckon I'll get, you know, 100 to 1 on the fair. This is just the the proper X-factor horse. If you go yeah. back through his runs, very fast tempo races, he's always performed at his best. The one query for me is first up this prep, he was in a fast only got race one. and didn't do anything. <laughs> query. <laughs> <laughs> that That's it for me. I, I love him in terms of just a, a fast tempo prospect. So anyway. I won't be losing if he wins. Oh, that, I, that I reckon huge you'll, you'll see your 60s, I reckon. Yeah. I've got to start so hundreds. I reckon you might see a triple digit. Yeah, which right. I'll be happy to have something on speculate. It could be one of those years where, you know, something at odds runs a, a blinder because 
Like a uni song. Song. Remember when uni well, songs? Ah, <laughs> oh, Platoon. Yeah. Platoon, yeah. uni time. There's usually time, one. time knocked Red Cam Man out of, yep. out of third. That well, they're all in the railway stakes because they're all really good horses. That's the yeah. thing. And then some of them aren't going with the best of four. They might have excuses. Or as Pete just said, they might find a race shape which really suits their yeah. style of racing. And that's, I guess that's got us chosen. So, um, yeah, cracking, cracking railway stakes. Opinions are going to be well and truly varied. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for the race. All right. Alaskan God, uh, blinkers on for me, scared of tricks, Carly's ironclad resort man. Uh, final word on the, the big one? Carly's, I'll, I'll save ironclad, but Carly's karma. Yeah, tricks and ironclad. <laughs> All right. Uh, gee whiz, it's been, it's been a big episode. We've got one race to go, but before we start on, uh, on that preview, Terry, what time is it? Oh, it is, isn't it, PJ? It's time for the get out stakes. Stags. Stags. S-T-E-A-K-S. <laughs> Nothing better than some get-out stakes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the extremely popular get-out stakes brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's also in the ownership of Al Mahal Man, alongside Ian Butchie O'Connor. Al Mahal Man, victorious in the get-out stakes at Northam yesterday. Um, drop in and see Timmy and his squad out there at Market City Meats, and they'll look after your red carpet treatment for sure and certain congratulations episode 149 winner david not he has won the get out stakes four times now is uh is david and um he was nearest the pin with his search and rocks prediction knocking off our man dc daniel cripps who was also going for four get out stakes as well so david not pipped him by a very small margin so congratulations there david becoming a get out stakes legend now to enter the Get Out Stakes, race nine, Ascot on Railway Stakes Day, at the 1-1 one, one pod on Twitter. Who wins? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and Pete, Sam White rule. Don't, don't get it. Yep, don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, race nine, let's rip through this. It is the $4 million Quokka Slot race, 15th April, 2023 handicap. $4 million. Is this the feature? Mm. Very For a benchmark 72. Ooh, good cash. <laughs> <laughs> Over the 1,600 oh, metres. Oh, I'm just about worn out after uh, such a big lead-in, but uh, the last, does it feel like a little bit of a sort of a... Oh, no, I like this race. You like it? Yeah. All right, take the, take, uh, take the lead because I'm not... I'm not that interested. Go so on. I really like big screen. How well has big screen gone oh, since coming back to Ascot? Yes, I can't win this in my market. <laughs> really, it's big screen. No, yeah. well, I was going to say I just don't think there's that much edge in the in the price. Um, yeah, I think it will really appreciate with uh, Mr. Delegator going forward and basically setting a, a genuine tempo here. Um, look, our Norman will be there for, for nuisance value, and the way that that horse stopped, I think it's obviously danger signs for those sitting behind it. Mm. Did really, it, didn't it wreak some havoc last oh, week? Yeah, <laughs> it stopped on the two by the groundbreaker. Groundbreaker, yeah. I mean, that's same, if you want to yeah. sum up how things are going at the moment, yeah. just watching it go back on those two sums it up. And then watch the Lover Chat replay as well. Tremendously, yep. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Beach. Uh, I love the trial of Tina Kutu here. Won a similar race. <laughs> yep. Earlier this yep. year, uh, late last year, whenever yep. it was. Second up, yeah. Yep. Yep. So this is first up, but it's had the two trials, both of them really good past the post. The second one was quiet. Just think it's going to find the right spot. Genuine tempo up front. I want to be on a horse that will be strong going through the line. So that's the way I'm looking here. Uh, look, if the inside's going well, I think stay safe is a nice runner at odds. But I want to see that confirmation there. 
just because I think uh, Delegator and Big Screen might very well just wobble off the corner. And, you know, if Al Norman's sitting there just causing a little bit of a blockage, it might very well just be able to kick up the inside and, and pounce late. So those are the two I'm looking at, but more bullish on, on Tina Kuto. I might be one run too, too early, but more than happy to have something on it that's 21 yeah, or more. Price I thought it was moment. probably as good, if not a better trial than um, who went around last week. Pure Pure yeah. So, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. They went to the line together and it was basically running away from it after the post. And who was on Tina Kutu last time at one? Lucy. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely one that's probably going to go in your quadrilla, Ella, under my quadrilla. Uh, three horses that I'm going to consider, probably just one I'll back. Um, I think with the speed on here, it looks pretty suitable for – I think Crescent City will come across and find a spot. Mm-hmm. I've been crying out for just a race at the mile for so long, yep. JJ. Yep. So I think it'll do that, but – I'm only going to make Crescent City a saver. I, I don't need to be where I'm in my life right now to be taking $4.20 for probably the biggest job <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> But not only that, like, it's jumped the crossing in the York Cup the other yeah. day and almost dislodged yeah, Sean McGrath. It was incredible. Yeah. Shoot a bit of riding to, yeah. stay, oh, uh, to stay. Incredible the stuff so. for the Crescent City uh, yeah. faithful. Like, that's wild. And above the pegs of Black Fries up to the mile, I think it's building nicely in its campaign. I think it just looks really suited. It gets a nice run behind the speed and gets into clear air and it can definitely win. But 480 is well below my price. Look, the way I'm going to go in the last, we're going to save Crescent City. Um, it's a very pike-heavy day for me. Um, but I just wish Sean McGrady going back in the saddle. I actually really liked its last run. I think Mr. Delegator is ready to run your big race. Um, big screen mm-hmm. leads, either follows it. Would love to not be on the back of our norm, and that's the concern. So I think it can probably end up breezing here to some degree, um, which, again, if the inside pad is that bit of a query, it might be the spot to be. And if you've got... Um, if you've got uh, Crescent City as the main horse chasing you down, you just get that little bit of confidence being out in front of a horse like Crescent City. So Sean McGrady's everything to this horse. He's ridden it three times, two massive victories. Um, and the other occasion was first up when that was a huge run. Um, went fourth to Tricks Trades, uh, Creator, and Brooklyn Pier, who, who's flying at the moment. So a um, bit of HO value in the last. And, and they, that tempo the other day, that Kesh was was um, hounding. They were hooning mm. the Santoria race. And you and, look at it. And it was just, he just, you could just tell last 50, he was just gassed. Was just he, well, I think, see, gassed. this is what I reckon. If you watch it again, Beach, I actually think he, because he ended up finishing behind Castillo. He had Castillo shot yeah, bits. Yeah, that's right. I think he got squeezed in by Speed Dream, just a little bit. But, but when you balance. But when you fatigue, though, you just you get a bit wobbly. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I, I reckon that, I reckon if he doesn't sort of get that little squeeze, he also goes another, yeah, he finishes ahead of Castillo de Lago as well, which you want to see. And I, I like, I like, forward, so. I like what you're saying, Terry. And I like the three weeks off that gut buster as yes. well into this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is, do you know how I spoke to you off air before we started? And we talk about, we were actually just having a quick discussion about basically I write down notes for every single horse and I often find something that I don't expect to find. And there was two horses on this card that I didn't expect to back going into the race until I started my notes. And they were big butter boom who'll go around any price and Mr. Delegator who'll mm. go any price. So we'll see how that pair go. But, um, I got, I backed above the peg last start and Paddy Carberry was in a tremendously awkward position. Mm. He was following. The Hannon's handicap winner, start the fryer, who was four wide, no cover, and Paddy was trying to work out whether he has to go around, start the fryer, or whether it'll drop off and he'll be able to get up inside, start the fryer. While he was thinking about that, Troy Turner on playing Marika whipped around, 
got the uh, just got rolling into the race. Play Marika flashes, runs second to big screen above the peg, never really gets a proper crack at them, and he's still only two lengths away from big screen on the line. I think above the peg is ready, third up at a mile. I'll be having some following my money there above the peg. I'll also be backing Mr. Delegator like Terry. Very good. All right, let's take a break and we'll be back with our Betfair Bests, our Lays and our Maddies for Railway Sector. All right, listeners, we return with our Betfair Best betting propositions for Railway Stakes Day 2022. Our guest, Pistol Pete, what's your Betfair Best? I will lean towards Acromantula because I suspect Terry will say Alsafina. Or did I get that a wrong way around? No, 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 no. I do, I do like Alsafina, but uh, I'll, I'll go. I just feel like it's railway day and we may as well go for I'm just going to go for something in the railway. So I'm going to oh. go for, gonna go for Carly's car. The big girl. We're going to go for Carly. We've got summer on. Um, I like the map. We'll go with Carly. I'm going to go that last game, God. Oh. oh. Perfect best. Last game, God, Carly's. Dinner Mad- on the table. Madness. <laughs> yeah, cheeseburgers. <laughs> Got my cheeseburger today. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> that made, me, made me want a second one. <laughs> uh, madness. Pistol, we're looking for $21 plus, 20 to 1 in the old. Or uh, we'll give a little bit of leeway. No, 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 no. Don't need a bit of leeway. Race five, number 10, gunmetal grey at uh, millions. And um, uh, Linden Lady, just a little bit of Linden Lady. A little bit. And then uh, Tendikutu on the last. Very good. Lots the of old, uh, The old um, Pistol Pete, Luke Dates, Chubbies. Yeah, the Chubbies. The Chubbies. Chubby yeah, chasing. A few of those are pretty fat. <laughs> Go, going wide. P, PH. Yeah. Or, or F, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Terrence. Uh, oh, look, I'm, I actually quite like one that's 19 best. So I feel like if Amelia's Jewel does start as short as Pete says, it'll pop out to over $20 anyway. So I've got to swear to God in the guineas. Go the two features. Jimmy Stewart will be wrapped. He would be, yep. Uh-huh. He'll yep. be the year. Yep. yep. He would be. Evelina's one and only. Mate, he got robbed of the, didn't he? The Goldfield strapper of, of the year. He's been robbed of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully nobody robbed his Red Bull. <laughs> we need that for Saturday. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, I'm fudging as well. I'm expecting this to get out to madness prices come start time. But race two... Banana is my uh, mm. is my man. That's the free. Delicious. Yeah. yeah, delicious. Healthy too. Lay of the do. Uh, race three flying missile for me. Uh, I think it wants a bit further, ends up on the fence. Yeah, same same here. Um, but for another, just a, you know, I can't understand why try for us is $7.50 in the last. So they're, they're the two that sort of stand out in single fields. Same race as you, Terry. My lay is Lexington. City. Yes. Good stuff. City. All right. That brings to a close uh, <coughs> Mammoth Railway Stakes Down episode. Stakes Day edition episode 150, Terry. Absolute pleasure. 150. No, we made it. It has been a pleasure. Um, yeah, no, we're uh, we're very lucky. Um, we've been able to do this for as long as we have and, and have the – the wonderful guests uh, on the program that we get today, obviously, being an exception. But yeah, thanks a lot to uh, to Chrissy Nichols, Summer Dixon, and obviously Mr. Paul Huckle, who's got all the King's men going around in the guineas. Good luck to Chris with Star Trade Summer with Carly and um, and Paul with all the King's men. We should thank our sponsors, a lot of them that have been with us uh, from the get-go. 
in O'Connor, uh, the Mundaring Hotel, Timmy Hewitt from Market City Meets, Betfair, of course. That's betfair.com.au. Uh, they've been with us for 110 episodes, have really? Betfair. Yes. There you go. And um, Craig Witten, Witten's Irrigation and Design. So, yeah, we couldn't have done it without all you guys, all our tremendous guests, producer Jen, who's say, sat through hours and hours of our um, ramblings weekly. Um, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. And um, Some people do it by choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lucky lucky like we're wild, related. Hey? Lucky we're related. That's all I can it's say. Wild. But um, And to all our listeners and all our supporters as well, it's been mm. it's been very cool, 150 episodes. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, thanks, Mum, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> extra digit. But uh, look, we'll be out there on Saturday, all three of us will be. Pete stuck to the fence. I'll be probably roaming Brian and oh, BJ will probably be roaming Brian as long as his back holds up on the list <laughs> as well. So, um, yeah, come and say hello, have a beer. And, um, a great wait, day. Can't great wait day. for the day. It's a cracking day. Hopefully all the rain is... Uh, out of the way by Saturday. Um, we get a nice fair track and uh, we can find a couple of winners. But we appreciate all your support over 150 episodes and until next week on The Long One. Mm-hmm.